this week in league. This Tigers in decline has gone way beyond the joke it was supposed to be. Shit's getting real. The Sharks' future is secured thanks to the approval of the $300 million Cronulla Rink, specialising in Southern Cross tattoos. We're not saying the Bulldogs tanked, but they haven't put an effort in like that since Ryan Tanner was in the run on side. And we'll review all of the action from round 25 of the 2012 NRL season. We'll have more this week in league. Welcome to episode 102 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. Takes too long to say the title now, like, you know, when you've got those extra syllables thrown in there after 100. Yes, it's a lot punchier, 99. Maybe we'll just go back to dude. It's episode two. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. We just um, go around the clock. But yeah, we just keep going, like, just like the Mayan calendar will just keep resetting and people will be like, oh, fuck, what's going to happen when it get to 100? Nothing. Just more of the same shit, really. <laughs> um, first things first, we've got to thank the people that uh, grab some uh, great products from onit.com. Uh, through the last week uh, they didn't tell us about it but uh, apparently there was someone out there so I like it thanks very much we've got another check in the mail mysterious mysterious benefactors paying bills uh, paying bills uh, up in this bitch like a motherfucker as they say in the hood as do you they know, as you know as, you know, as, I, mean, as I know because yeah, you know you're from the hood I am from the hood but they don't talk like that in my hood okay because uh, so they give you a fucking bag cunt <laughs> <laughs> and I say I'm not carrying a bag I said, we'll give you your purse. You so, well, okay. Let's say you've got a light. Can you, you, empty you my, can you please empty my purse and can I possibly have it back? I thought it was more like, yeah, you got a my light. My purse is very dear to me. I thought it was like, you got a, you got a light? And you go, yeah, sure. You got a smoke? <laughs> I thought it was more like that. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, we do appreciate it. Uh, if you go to onit.com, that is O-N-N-I-T.com, use the code T-W-I-L and it'll get you 10% off your purchase and, uh, you know, the first 30 pills, like the first pack of uh, whatever you buy, whether you go with the Alpha Brain or, you know, the Shroom Tech Sport, whatever, New Mood, uh, money back guarantee. So you can't beat that shit. Exactly right. You can't beat that with a bat. MC we Hammer probably could, but... MC Hammer can't touch that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have any uh, anything. I mean, like, you, you, you'll no doubt you'll have stories about Sunday and the misery that unfolded for you in the in the early hours of the afternoon of Sunday. several stories, yes. And uh, you don't have a Jackson story you want to introduce into the mix right now, or should we just? Well, get it into sort it? of ties into the Sunday. Dude. Right. It's probably not best to bring it up now. I'll right. bring it up later. We'll wait until we'll wait until we uh, hit the recap for that episode. Sick of these for that, uh, Jackson game stories. There. They're fantastic, and the people love them too. And, you know, some people of them... do love them, but you know what? I, I don't. I don't love them. I and love I'm starting them. to not love my own child as a result of these stories. Well, yeah, if you had been a better father, maybe he'd follow the Tigers, and it, what? And then he wouldn't be a happy child like he's now. He'd be a miserable cunt like you. You make a very valid point. <laughs> okay, news first story. The Cronulla Sharks have secured their financial future. 
Uh, they've uh, it's been secured by final New South Wales government approval for a three hundred million dollar leagues club development. Uh, the decision allows the Sharks to immediately pay off a debt of more than $10 million to the St. George Bank. Uh, under the proposal approved by Government's Planning Assessment Commission, a consortium of building developers will pay off the loan in return for sales from home units that will be built on the site. The development will include a shopping centre, a residential area and a refurbishment of Shark Park. This secures our long-term future in the NRL, said one senior Sharks official. It's the biggest financial injection in the club's history. We can now compete with the strongest clubs. Except on the field. The project will create 1,100 jobs over an eight-year period. And uh, Damien Irvine, the uh, club chairman, said the project managers were keen to re-employ hundreds of Caltex refinery workers from the area who recently lost their jobs. Aww. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's brutal. Aren't they sweet? (laughs) That's that's really harsh, dude. What? I'm just saying. I was just touched. No, you weren't, because you had that stupid (laughs) fucking smug look on your face. Can I say this is all very good? And I think it's, uh, it's based on the uh, artist's impressions of the uh, new facility and the upgrades, etc. It looks like it's going to be one hell of a redevelopment. I just, you know, fancy living a lot across of fucking the road from the vortex. In Cronulla, so next time someone opens up a fucking takeaway container of sweet and sour pork, it, all hell's going to break loose and the shit's going to burn to the ground anyway. So I don't know why the fuck they're bothering. But you see where they like in the plan, like you know, the housing development there it doesn't look like there's a lot of. St- lot of housing that can go in there unless they're they're all apartment buildings you know what i mean like it's like or a shanty town there's like yeah well there's like a couple a couple of streets and cul-de-sacs so i mean you know you could be one of the lucky few to live so close to the vortex of rugby league imagine that well i I try not to imagine it but you probably pay a pretty penny to live there for the privilege fuck there's a lot of peace yeah do you have water waterfront views or views of uh cronulla which football. is with all the Sharks fans' tears, that's almost waterfront. <laughs> but seriously, um, good thing for the Sharkies. Uh, lucky for them that they own all that fucking land there. I mean, that has really pulled them out of the shit big time. And, yeah, there's um, been a lot of talk of it for uh, probably a better part of 12 months now, eh? Probably since about. we started doing this show. I mean, there's been you know something said about it. And it is good. I mean, it's good to get another positive story for Cronulla fans this year. It's been a, a bit of a resurrection story for them. They've had some lean years of recent times, and it's good to see them, you know, playing some good footy on the park off the back of uh, Paul Gallen, who's taking literally, that club. Sixteen guys on the back, <laughs> yeah, literally, uh, and in off the field, looks like they're getting their act together as well. So that's only good news for their fans, and um, you know, I'm sure they're all very happy, and I'm, I'm happy for them. Yes, little yeah. Aussie battlers yep. trying to make their way in a tough, harsh world. They are, they are. With a Southern Cross tattoo. Exactly. <laughs> and a ride or two. Uh, next story, uh, big cash windfall for the ARL, obviously coming through for the um, the rights deal. The, the uh, They're saying it's going to go up to $1.25 billion. And I mean, there's been a lot of talk about the rights thing. We've covered it a bit last week. But the thing that I wanted to mention this week is that uh, they're going to, once they sell the online and mobile rights, they reckon it's going to go up to $1.25 billion. I think it was $1.05 billion or something. Uh, 1.025. 1.025. So it's going to go up to $1.25, but that'll match uh, the AFL's uh, figure. But the beautiful thing that I've read in this article says that the deals may include a season pass arrangement similar to the ones uh, like NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball and the AFL. So, you know, you could sell a package to watch, you know, all matches online or all the matches featuring your team 
online, okay. that kind of thing. So you can select, you know, do that sort of stuff live. And I mean, presumably through like an iPad app or something like that as well. Awesome. Which would be freaking amazing. And that would actually, you know, bring the sport more in line. That was one of the complaints we had about the deal when they first announced everything involved was that, you know, it, it fell down in some areas compared to some of the, um, you know, the major sports in the States yep. um, digitally. And well, now that, you know, all this di- these digital details are going to start coming out, then it actually could turn out to be really good. Um, Fox Sports, of course, they're gonna you're gonna be able to watch their games on uh, on computers, mobile phones, and tablets. But uh, if you you know if you could sign up you know with the Manly site or something, say like you know I watch all the Manly games and watch them all live, bypass Channel Nine completely, pay like you know I don't know some reasonable figure for the year. I don't know what you pay. I pay fifty bucks. Again this is gonna be a really ads comment, but yeah, I can hook my iPad up to my TV. Yeah. Yes. If I like bought that app. Paid that money, hook it up to my plasma. Well, you don't, you don't, you don't really have to. You can just, uh, you, you just plug a uh, a cable into it. You can probably get a cable that you know plugs in the bottom where the charging thing is, and, you know, and just and comes out to like you know, composite like you know, yellow, red, and white. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Playing Makes sense. Yeah. Like yeah. But yeah, the good thing is, I mean, you know, you generally got the opportunity to watch them, watch the, the them on TV. You can find a way to get in front of a TV and watch them, you know, at the pubs and clubs or your own place. But it's just handy if you, you know, if you have to be somewhere. No, but just plug it into the Kino screen at the club. Yeah, well, if you have to be somewhere, though, just oh. take the iPad with you. What about, I mean, I don't frequent bowls clubs very much. Yeah, okay. Well, I should. Bullshit, I need yeah. to pick up chicks. But yeah. I went down there on Sunday afternoon with my uh, father-in-law, who's up from Sydney, to uh, assist in our extensive renovations on our house. Yep. Went to the bar, bought two Jim Beam stubbies. Both for me. Mm-hmm. No, one each. And um, 14 bucks. $7 each. It's like $5 fucking less. Dude, that much less. I, I was going to say, geez, that's like expensive. $4. It has to be like at least $4 yeah. less than what I'd pay at the regatta on a Friday night when I get pre-charged before I go to the Broncos games. It makes it bearable. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. I mean, yeah, well, you know, they've seen fucking that. Bowls, how can a bowls club subsidise like that? Or is it the other place that Look, I don't want to ramping it up? Look, I don't want to harp on this referential retard thing that you know that, that you have going on, but um, you may be aware that there was a movie called Cracker Jack with Mick Malloy. Yes. And one of the gags in that was that you know drink prices are like you know nineteen seventy nine level. Yes. I, what you experienced was that yeah, in real life. I've seen Cracker personally. Jack. <laughs> so I'd like to say, on behalf of uh, myself, fuck you. <laughs> So that actually didn't happen to you. You just watched Cracker Jack with your father-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> and I forced him to go and buy a couple of... No, I didn't. <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, on the on the uh, the digital rights, uh, technology's there to support it. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, been many years of, you know, the professional sports, like, you know, the uh, ice hockey and all that sort of stuff in the States. Um, doing a similar sort of thing so no doubt the infrastructure and the expertise exists out there you know where they could easily you know uh, ramp it up and get it done so um, yeah I, can't I look wait. forward to tapping into that it's going to be great the less uh, the less we have to do with Channel 9 with some of their gronkish behaviour as a result of getting the broadcast rights deal the better and if you had a season full of games I mean what would that be like you know sort of an hour and a half of playing time and games times about 26 it's a lot of hours Mm. Well, so I say it's about forty hours worth of uh, of action. I mean, you could then you can make an educated decision, like you know, will I watch, you know, back to back? Will I watch like you know the hours and uh, Schindler's List and uh, Requiem for a Dream, back to back to back for forty hours long, or will I po- pay for like West Tigers season pass? 
either way, they're both going to have you fucking slashing your wrist at the end of that 40-hour period. Yeah, but I'm not I'm not about to sit and watch a bunch of movies, am I? <laughs> no, clearly not. Next story, Sean Johnson dropped and Maloney could join him as well. They were the red-hot halves that drove the Warriors into the 2011 Grand Final where they were unceremoniously smashed by the mighty Manly Ring Seagulls in the Premiership. <laughs> But uh, playmakers Sean Johnson and James Maloney have sensationally been dumped in the ultimate insult to end their horror season. Twelve months ago, accolades were flowing for the pair. Andrew Johns described Johnson as the most promising playmaker he has ever seen. He's now been dropped for the Round 26 clash with the Raiders in Auckland this Sunday. He's likely to be joined by Maloney after Maloney was named in a number 18 jersey on an extended seven-man bench. Star second row for Letty Mateo has been named to play 5-8 and New South Wales uh, Cup star Peter Godiner has been promoted to halfback at the expense of Johnson. Tony Iroh, the caretaker interim Warriors coach, said that it has nothing to do with injury. This is a case of us picking the side that we think will give us the best chance of winning against the Raiders, Iro said. If Daniel Mortimer got some brown contact lenses mm-hmm. and put them in, mm-hmm. got a bunch of tats, yep. started talking like the spoo, he'd be Sean Johnson. Trading in his, his iskies for chili beans. <laughs> fucking nasty <laughs> dose of sick and year syndrome, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah. Possibly the worst since... Uh, D Mortimer, second year syndrome. Yeah, I'm just. I'm, he had I'm, he had a chronic fall from grace. Yeah, and I mean you know grand you know, final. Yeah, but you grand probably, final. Well, I wouldn't say grand final hero. Certainly, uh, he's up there though. One yeah, of the he heroes they're, they're charged to the grand final. He was he was a good jockey on the back of Jared. Playing Hayne. reserve grade within a season. Yeah, <laughs> and then you have I mean, you know you've also got like you know it wasn't second year per se with um, Todd Carney but it was like of his second career it was his second year Yeah, he made his comeback year then second year another disastrous year um, but yeah we just call Todd Carney's sobriety yeah really. yeah. I mean he's just like you know wagon or not year you know wagon year off the wagon year yeah. and uh, you know the wagon year the off the wagon years tend to uh, well, it's way less fun on the wagon that's right Um, but yeah Johnson has uh, done nothing since Maybe what? some motherfucker could come up with a spreadsheet as to who's, you know, second year syndromes. What he's done? Yeah, second year syndromes. I mean, because... Maybe you know, we could, uh, you know, do up a hashtag and fucking do some sort of ranking. For the second year syndromes. And see second who, year who syndromes. The worst second year syndromes. Hash was. second year syndromes. Hash second year syndromes. Okay. Done. Or not. So, or maybe you could just fucking tweet at us and tell us we're dickheads or whatever. They do that anyway. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Sean Johnson has to be one of the biggest ones. Um... It's like and Corey Norman's had had his first and second year syndromes all within the one season, <laughs> first half of the year season and the second half of the year because <laughs> he was sensational at the start of the year and they're like, oh fuck it, it's all good, you know. They've they've covered, they've, they've filled the, the void of Lockie. I mean, he's going all right and uh, yeah. Then till t- t- people realise he just doesn't pass it and if you don't let him step, you you just hit him no matter what. The ball tends to not do anything. Um, but yeah, give us your second year syndrome players. Suspension news: Benji Marshall. Should have been rubbed out for the rest of the season, oh, but it's not. Please, he will be playing in a Saturday night's crucial must-win clash against Melbourne. And I think it's is a win good enough, or do you have to actually pump him as well? I don't. Remember it depends. It de- if the Broncos lose and we win, we're in. Yeah, at the expense of the Broncos. Mm. See, no lose situation for someone like me. Oh, great. See, see you, Broncos. Or see you, Tigers. Or see you, Tigers. I'd actually, no, I want the Broncos, Broncos lose. I want the Broncos I get to lose. go <laughs> sucked in, Jackson. <laughs> oh, yes. And then, uh, if the Tigers uh, win, 
Yeah. I get to say it again. And so now, <laughs> and so I guess we have to go Jackson. to, we really should have had the equations all written out there. And people so, might say that's us. I'm sorry to cut you off, but. By all means, cut me off. Well, do you want to finish what you're saying? No, I was actually, I was just lamenting the fact that we don't have the equations in front of us. Oh, so fucking no. hell, the so, equations, Nathan, they go on for fucking page after page. I know, but I, mean, I don't I don't care about the bullshit equations, the ones that have magical bullshit like the Titans are a chance and the Dragons are a chance. Fuck them up the arse, they haven't got a chance. Newcastle, fuck them too. Para. Got a chance. <laughs> Parramatta. Yeah, Parramatta have got a chance if they get, you know, penalty penalty competition points tries. <laughs> fuck me dead. But um, yeah, I'm not interested in that. I'm really interested with this these couple of teams. People might think that uh, me, you know, belittling my child is, is a little harsh and poor parenting. He does. He quite frankly, he deserves it. I agree. For the way that he is uh, absolutely snaked you in terms of. Uh, and I've got a little bit of a story in regards to, uh, you know, the, the first Jackson story of uh, of today's show. Yeah. Um. He obviously watched the uh, Tigers game, or he was in the general vicinity whilst the Tigers game was playing out on on Sunday. Yep. And. Uh, we all know what happened there, but we'll, we'll run over that uh, a little bit later on in the show. Uh, my wife's quite concerned for my welfare at the moment. Obviously, uh, you know, there's, there's been a lot of suicide attempts over, over the last couple of seasons, and she can obviously see another one coming. And uh, she's, she said, look, can they still make it? Can they still make the finals? Yep. You know, basically knowing, needing to know at which point she needs to take all sharp implements out of the house. And I said, look, there's certain things that uh, have to go on. Tigers have to win. Broncos have to lose. Something has to happen to the Raiders. Possible, you know, a couple of assassinations. Yep. Um, nasty case of herpes to some people, and we're in. She's like, oh, doesn't look good, does it? And then, Mr. Fucking Gronk himself comes into the room, having heard our conversation. Yeah. Dad, I think it means the Tigers are dead. <laughs> and then backs it up with but it's okay daddy the Broncos are still going <laughs> the uh, fuck who created this kid I'm starting to think he's got a pair of aubergine pants uh, he talks like a gronk he's growing a beard Nathan can only mean one thing he's uh, Sam's he's uh, Mr. Wars, at Mr. Wars. Son, illegitimate, like, illegitimate Gronkish son. It's not even you when you call it a love child because I mean he's such a hateful little troll. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is. <laughs> so there you go. Um, and, and that's a long way to, uh, towards saying that uh, Benji Marshall uh, took the early guilty plea, so he'll be playing. Exactly. Uh, and it was never in doubt. I mean, massive grub know. shot. Uh, probably, probably ten times worse than the one that uh, Travis Burns got rubbed out for. You think? But you he should have got it twenty-four weeks. Yeah, something like that. Twenty-six weeks. Yeah. My th- you know, 36, I've got an appetite, just keep throwing, throwing weeks on there, man. <laughs> Fucking, um, he was going to get a one-game ban, but, uh, you know. To be fair, even even Letters come out and said uh, there was nothing in it. Yeah, well, that's because Letters would be like, it was like fucking swatting a fly off me, man. Like, <laughs> didn't hurt. I mean, he's was, he was a grub thing. I mean, it's probably as good as, as good as Benji's got. Like, I mean, it's as good as he's given since the McDonald's at 3 a.m., you know, <laughs> it's the, oh, yeah, pre-season. Bells are still ringing for that, bloke. <laughs> so, um and Sam McKendry from Penrith, he has been cleared to play. So uh, he took an early plea, uh, early plea on a grade two careless high tackle charge uh, So against the Gold Coast, Ben Ridge. So he's going to be in there too. So I guess it boosts up uh, Penrith's chances somewhat to uh, get over the top of the Broncos and play a bit of a spoiler role there.
Okay, recaps. The first game, one of the worst games. Canberra Raiders, 36, defeated the Canterbury Bulldogs. I thought you were going six. with the other game there. I was like, hang on a sec, what? Not going to happen. <laughs> Uh, massive crowd for Canberra Stadium, uh, thirteen thousand one hundred and fifty people in attendance, and the Raiders... for a team that's fucking trying to charge to make the top eight, disgraceful performance from Canberra fans. Get out there and support your team. I bet you'll be cheering with the, if they make the eight. If well, when fucking cats, they're pretty much closer than anyone else. Um, anyway, the Canberra their tries there came they came from a double to Reese Robinson, a hat trick to Shandor Earl, a hat trick for Shandor. You say a hat trick? It's a shat trick. <laughs> no, but I, I know I've, I've 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 heard and seen some shat tricks in my time. But <laughs> it, Not quite like that, are they? Certainly, when it's when it's glorious of scoring tries, that's a little sure. bit like and, some uh, of his tattoos. Yeah, Mark Nichols got one as well, uh, and Croker was five of six on the conversions, and actually fairly effective in his tackling as well, which is a dead set surprise. Mm. Uh, defeated the Canterbury Bulldogs. I oh, sorry, also got a penalty goal, Croker as well. Hope we got that on tape. We'll never see that again. Yep, and the Bulldogs uh, pretty easy. Chris Keating a try. Kristen Inu one from one on the conversions. How far can Canberra's momentum take them? Not they're, much further, really. They just... I, I don't know. They just seem fairly... It's impressive, the run that they're on, don't get me wrong, and and uh, they seem to be finishing over the top of the Tigers as far as the ladder goes, but they just, they just don't seem like the type of side like the Warriors were last year. And they don't, and, and they don't have that streaking kind of Parramatta thing going for them either, where no. there's like one brilliant guy that's just, you know, picked up the entire team on his back and, you know hurling them towards, you know, with momentum. I think they beat three average sides. Um, you know, got a good win over the doggies here, but I mean, you know, this was a tanked game. Well, we've heard of Frank the Tank Pritchard. Mm-hmm. Frank the Tanking. And admittedly, they only had Enesoff, and let's face it, you know, he's pretty much a liability. But um, well, I it mean, just seems like he's been well and truly usurped by uh, Robbie the Warrior Farah, um, and you know he. May never be seen or heard from I was, again. I was, talking, I was talking about next the, week. I was talking about the uh, the Ottoman. Let's talk yeah, about, that's that's let's, what I was talking about, about too. In, in yeah. proper context of the Canterbury side, <laughs> but they did appear to have the look about them that they never really got out of second gear all game, and they weren't too but you know perturbed about you know trying to mount Getting an epic pumped. comeback or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean they never looked urgent at any stage, even when they started falling behind. Mate, it was in yeah. their best interest for Canberra to uh, to win the game. Obviously, they're, they're fearful. They're fearful of the West Tigers making the eight and. Uh, you know they've they've worked hard this year, and the West Tigers haven't got out of second gear the whole season, and, and, just and curious, are well just, within their rights to take the premiership by storm. Just out of curiosity, since you want to make everything about the Tigers, okay? How many times out of uh, how many times they played the Dogs this year? I think it was two from memory. Yeah, two um, times. And yeah, how many, and how many times did the Tigers beat the Dogs uh, this year? Zero percent. Zero, zero, zero times, percent. Zero times. Zero so, times. So, out so of two. Based on all the available evidence to hand, uh, Canterbury are scared of the Tigers. Drift. Yeah, I, I can't believe you haven't come to that conclusion such as I have now. It's a, it's a fucking ridiculous conclusion. You know, I mean, you don't have to Tigers, be Einstein to come to that. The Tigers are, are, abs- are demonstrably <laughs> Stop using rabble. words like that. What, how this am I year. supposed to continue talking to you when you use words I can't possibly fathom in my tiny brain? <laughs> what I'm saying is the Tigers have runs on the board for being a gronkish side that deserves 12th, but you know, we'll probably yep. get 9th. I'm with you, I'm with you. You got it. Okay, great. Okay. And uh, and do not deserve to be in the eight. And if they do, they'll be one and done. Absolutely pounded into oblivion anyway. <laughs> but amen. Having said that, Canberra are the side. They they were the side rather to expose the weaknesses of the dogs. Who would have thought that? Yeah, that's true. I mean, and the dogs' right side is super, super vulnerable. Yeah, super coach uh, Ferner. Really, I mean, <laughs> you know, you know what it is. Oh, you know, right? where, you know where Ferner learn his learning stuff from. Don't you? Genius. No, no, the genius. No, he didn't. Please, he's been coached by the man. 
He's been assistant coach for the Australian team for a number of he, years I now. Don't think he, I don't think he learned anything off a dude who hasn't is won like one premiership in about twenty fucking years. I think where he did learn it Let's from. Let's not forget those finals appearances. Yeah, Three well, in fifteen years. Yeah, no, they're highly <laughs> successful as well. Um, and don't forget the spoons that he probably accumulated down at the Cowboys as well. Now, what I was going to say is Canberra's resurgence can be correlated perfectly with the arrival of someone who has the game plan that makes Canberra unbeatable. He said it, and you know you know what? I think they've lost one time since he said it. Shandor Earl. <laughs> he's the guy. He's the hidden coach of the Canberra machine. He's the, he's the puppet Shandy, master. Shandy's taking the, the coaching reins over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm coming, I've come in from Penrith. I'm running shit. Shambra Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he said they have an unbeatable... They have a game plan which makes them unbeatable uh, since he arrived. Miraculously since he arrived. And you know what? Uh, <laughs> their, their game plan is put Shandoril on the wing. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, three tries. Maybe everyone's bedazzled by his uh, boyish good looks. That's possible too. He's baby blues. He's got baby blues. He's no Dan Mortimer. I don't know. Oh, fuck, I've got lost in his eyes plenty of times. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. We're not. This is live, is it? I did, I did Hello? Uh, <laughs> no one's listening? I didn't, think that Dan, I didn't think that Dan Mortimer was Polynesian enough for your taste. <laughs> oh, the, the baby blues, Nathan. The baby blues. Anyway. Yeah, so you have anything else to say in the game? No. Itself? Okay, I'll uh, just go to the Twitter guys, hey? Excellent. Uh, Hanley1993. You know shit's fucked in league when Chris Keating can score a try. Shit's even more fucked when Canberra winning at home. <laughs> Dashing Dan won. Jeez, haven't seen a Raider all over the dogs this badly since Joel Monaghan went to England. <laughs> oh, yeah, someone had to do it. And someone, yeah. it was Mr. Lowest Common Denominator. <laughs> but yeah, someone had to do it. But he's the only one that did. So, you know, there is some credit to be taken there, which also probably speaks to the fact that John Monaghan is probably only about another season about uh, away from returning to Australia uh, without actually absolutely copying it, you know, badly. I think I, uh, I think I'd like to paraphrase, paraphrase uh, you know, Kerry Packer. <laughs> As played <laughs> from, on TV? Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> he said something along the lines of, uh, you know, he... You don't can't expect a man to hold his word. All you can do is never forget, <laughs> and we will never forget that. So he can come back in two hundred fucking years, and he'll still be copping dog jokes. Yep, it's all fair enough. Hash peanut butter. The Chapo eighty two. Congrats, Canberra. Canberra, you you outplayed us and deserved the win. We were rubbish. That's very even handed coming from Chapo, and um, I think wrong. It's a, it's a clear fucking tank for me, and you know yes. what I feel about dogs. Through Somebody's West, been to, hasn't been to the meth lab? Through Westmail. This has got to be a new tweeter, right? Yes. Lost the dogs had to have. Poor performance by the dogs in freezing conditions. Great win to Canberra. Go dogs. Hash tigers in decline. First time caller, long time mm. listener. Hope he never tweets tweet. again and just generally fucks off. Big underscore red underscore Mitchell. Oh, AKA, here we go. Okay, Keefy Galloway. Don't call me Keefy. Everyone call me Keefy. Don't go hate it. I love it. Shut up, you fucking... Schizo. Look, he looks exactly like Keith Galloway. So he as does. far as I'm concerned, he's Keith Galloway's. There. And and for you, I mean, I'm that's one of the greatest moments of his life. I'm surprised you haven't put him in your rape dungeon, to be honest, <laughs> because I mean, it's the closest thing you're gonna get to Keith in, in there. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, uh, "Holy shit, where's this team been all year? 2010 run home smell to it." How'd that finish up? Yeah, Lost no. to the Tigers. <laughs> 
That are tears. Because you bitch of a centre couldn't kick a goal. Just saying. GT351 underscore Johns. Bad luck, Bulldogs. Bad night and bad loss. Congrats to the Raiders. Well played and deserved win. Hopefully a wake-up call for <laughs> what, the dogs. What, what has happened to that guy? He's He was drinking he's, some green tea or something. You know, and patchouli. You think? Yeah. He's, he's had a visit from the dead old llama. He's, he's banging out that tweet whilst, you know, someone someone's yeah, across from him, you know, with an acoustic guitar banging out Kumbaya. You think? I mean, he's got some rosary beads in his hand. Like, what, what is that? Fuck off, cat. This thing, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting me on a fucking joke and we're joined by special guest Ben Cray <laughs> oh, I've got a black hat though <laughs> oh dear Justin oh. okay still a proud oh, GT, GT's changed his, his Twitter name to still a proud bulldog which the reason why I mentioned that is it reminds me the funny thing I'm seeing on Twitter is everyone's going like doing tweets like you know still proud to be a bulldog and and, oh, guys, you know, don't turn on the team. They've legitimately got a problem with fucking people turning on the team because they lost one game. Yeah. Yeah. So it just says they've got a shit culture, shit fans, bandwagon yeah. to the max, and they deserve to go at it too straight in the grand, in the final series. Three Westmail <laughs> comes back again. said, uh, And he tweeted this one to Captain Kickass as well, who was also, like us, a very, you know, connoisseur of uh, the Ottoman. And he's come back and said, Romolo was shit. Oh, looky me, I can dummy. Uh, make one meter and get tackled. Hash Romolo in decline. Hash shit. Wow. So this guy is a serious listener of the show. I'd like to see that guy get ground into a fine powder by the Ottoman himself. Just <laughs> by, by way of just a stare. Yeah. As he would. At Matt McLeod. Hasler's done the doggies' collars up too tight. They're choking. <laughs> yes. And finally for this game, NJBT. Said, I haven't seen dogs this embarrassed since I told my ex we should see other people. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sensational. When I first read that tweet, I thought, you know, I started reading. I thought, I oh, know this is going. This is going straight to Monaghan Town. And <laughs> nah. Then, and then it took a, a massive U-turn. It's like sensational. Um, next game, the mighty Manly Sea Eagles, defending champions, looking fantastic. Sixteen defeated <laughs> Brisbane Broncos six. And what a miserable fucking six it was too. It was a gift six. Uh, crowd. Well, they say the official crowd was twelve thousand eight eight six. Um, and I, Fucking shit performance from Manly fans. I think it's a shit performance too, but um, it's funny. I saw on one of the forums that um, people were saying for the last game, uh, where, I think it was a Newcastle game, where it, the hill it was absolutely packed, and you know you could see it didn't like, didn't look like to be much room left. And so people were saying it was bullshit. You know, you announced that as like fifteen thousand. I mean, that's like you know traditionally, you know, I, you know I've been going to Brookvale for fucking x amount of years, mm. and you know when you see that many people in there, that's like eighteen, nineteen. You know, like practically too busy standing quite. around bitching about referees and fucking counting people. But, uh, fucking gronks. Apparently, uh, and and, and uh, a representative of the club said, "Oh no, the counts, the counts that we're doing are hundred percent accurate. Perhaps the counts in the past weren't." Facing your opinions on, they weren't they weren't accurate, and now you know we guarantee our counts. Filthy cheats. Yeah. Uh, now, Manly sixteen points came from a double to Brett Stewart and another try to Jamie Lyon. Uh, Kilo was two of three on the conversions. The Broncos they got a try to Alex Glenn and a conversion from Peter Wallace in the eighty first minute. In the eighty fifth <laughs> minute, yeah, it was that late. Thoroughly dominant performance from Manly. Clearly, the team to beat at the moment. As much as it pains me to admit it, just. Just controlled the game from the outset. There was yep. literally nothing the Broncos could do. Yep. Um, I think the Broncos were just... They've been outclassed in the halves most of the, the back end of the season. But, and at times by teams far worse than Manly. So they didn't stand much of a chance against, you know, Foreign and yep. and Cherry. So it's a real problem for, for Brisbane. I just wonder, 
what is the plan for you know for next season and beyond for for their halves? They need to put it. They they need to pull something out of the bag and because you know, if, if they were going to do it, it would have happened sometime in the last two months. But unfortunately, yeah. they've lost six or seven in a row. I don't now. think I don't think that the the personnel they have within the club at the moment, especially in the halves, have the ability to turn it around. And honestly, Corey Norm is one of the most frustrating footballers to watch. I play expect I expect live. a big play for like maybe for for JT or something. Get thoroughbreds to yeah. throw him a lazy million in a paper bag, and yeah. then you know declare five hundred or six hundred or something. Salary cap's going up and everything. I think they'll, you know, the Cowboys will want to keep him, obviously, at all costs. But I think that, you know, given that they're still a Queensland side, etc., etc., I think that uh, and the it's Broncos, the Broncos and all the, yeah, all the think, appeal that that brings with it. I think the Broncos might, uh, yeah, playing with these Queensland teammates, blah de blah. Um, I think that they, that's their only hope because Peter Wallace has got fucking nothing, and he's this, you know, is, is he's still fairly young, but he's the senior guy. You just wonder, they're gone from, you know, a season or so ago with Greg Inglis looking like he was going to come to the club. Yep. And you look at how Inglis is going for South at the moment. Yep. And now the Broncos are just really void of ideas in attack. And, and you know Norman, what they have Norman, the, the, Norman's like a fucking Matt Cooper. Yeah, except he's, in, he's, except he's in a position where, you know, distribution of the ball is one of his primary fucking <laughs> missions, you know, mission tasks. Every every time it's a dummy step inside. Yeah. Every and he's got time a big, he's got a big step, but if you know for a hundred percent of the time he's not going to pass the fucking ball, you don't have to fall for the dummy. You just jam him. Yeah. Easy. It's uh, look the only positive for for Brisbane in this game was fairly fairly painful to watch, but I guess to their credit they didn't allow the score to blow out any further. And I think Manly were on song in in attacking for large portions of that game, so their defence held up in in patches, but. Yeah, they've they got a lot of work to do. I think they the may scrape into the finals, but it's not looking real promising. No, and I think the second half was just a training run for Manly. It was more like working on their defence because the, you know, the I mean, the, the mistakes certainly wouldn't have been planned. Why would but they, they be working on their defence against a team that really offers nothing in attack? Well, they, just, they, just demonstrate, they just demonstrated that. They just ran through. Also, you know, there's there was five or six players who were, you know, the three players last week that I didn't think were going to play this week, and, uh, and they, they all played, so they, they sort of had to be under some injury cloud. Matai was nursing an ankle injury sustained through the game. Watmo had something was, last week. And um, and so they had, like say, five or six players that were kind of like half injured as well. So I think they just uh, coasted over the finish line. They would have ramped it up again if the Broncos had mounted something, you know, look like they were going to get back into the game. But, um, you know, they had them well and truly covered, so I don't think they'd... Yeah, they'd I don't really think they were really keen to exert themselves any, any more than what they really needed to at this stage, heading into the finals and... Yeah, it was good And the thing with the Broncos, I mean, this thing with their attack, no one should be surprised with what they're doing. I mean, the only reason, the only difference between them now and the difference between them at the start of the year is um, the fact that they do exactly the same thing. It's just it's just like, uh, you know, mobile forwards, uh, you know, turn passes back inside and they sort of come in towards the post or, you know, they, they mark up on small guys out wide and, and Dave Taylor their way over for tries like Alex Glenn and Tio, guys like that. Or they, you know, send like Matt Gillette and, and, you know, or Hannett like inside, you know, just five metres out trying to barge their way through and score. I Do think that for five tackles. If that fails, kick to kick. the wing. Yeah. And the difference between then and now, they do exactly the same thing. The difference is they don't have Yao Yee out there catching. I think they're, they're on a, they were on a winner with the fact that McCulloch and, and Hunt were interchanging in the yep. hooking role. Now that Hunt's at 5'8", Norman um, is playing a bit of fullback and Hoffman's been arsehole to the wing. Hoffman's brilliance from fullback is, is gone completely. Yep. Norman chimes in, but everyone knows the ball's not going any further than him. Yep. It's not like it's a Darius Boyd where he can choose to run 
or pick out any number of runners, yep. you know, and he has that passing them go along. And and Hunt, he's a solid player. He's a good defender, but he's not he's not overly creative. No, superstar in the 20s, but it hasn't really translated to the big boys. I think he, his, his best position is hooker, and I think he was always groomed as a half, but yep. he, his best position is hooker, and I think he added a, another dimension that McCulloch did, and they complemented each other quite well. But in the halves, I think you know, I think their best halves combination, and and it needs still needs work, is Norman and Wallace. And I think Hoffman needs to be a fullback. That's his best position. I don't yeah. think he's a winger. Um, they've got some work to do. And like I said, I, I heard a guy at Bunnings on Saturday. I was there picking up some paint and stuff, and uh, buying you know doing my little donation to the sausage chisel. And I heard a couple of guys talking footy, and one guy who said, "Oh, you know, I was a bit disappointed in the Broncos. Um, you know, I thought if they if they had a one, if they had a one last night, I think they would have won the comp." Like, <laughs> I paid my two dollars fifty for my sausage chisel, and I walked away. So you didn't turn around and say, "Listen, I'm I'm Glenn Blakely. I'm famous from the podcast." <laughs> <laughs> Your opinion is bullshit, but my opinion is not because I mean I'm famous. <laughs> no, but this this is the thing. That's a retarded thing to say, but anyway. What, what that what that guy was suffering from was uh, fucking lockyitis. Lockyitis. It was curiomalitis. For some reason, in the media up here in the lead up to this game against Manly, it was all the Broncos are going to win for sure. They went down on Tuesday. It was a grand final build up, you know, to this game. It was a grand final for them. They were going to. They, they went down early. They had a relaxed build up. Blah blah blah. They played on the fucking beach, etc. etc. Um, Manly were going to weren't going to know what hit them, uh, and they were going to get smashed out of this game up in the, in the forwards, and you know, and on and on and on. Totally disregarding the the fucking form that Manly have been in at the moment. I don't think any Manly fans were the least bit fucking nervous about this game. But it was mystifying to me the unfounded confidence that the Broncos fans. I don't know if it was just like, you know, hope and just wishful thinking, talking themselves, talking each other up, and everything, as if that would somehow translate into having a winning football side on the park after losing like what five six in a row and like fucking seven and nine and about, you know what. 12 or 14, ridiculous streak of losses going back, you know, over the course of this season. Fucking check yourself, Career Mail, and check yourself, <laughs> check yourself Broncos fans. This is a fucking... I don't know. I, I know plenty of Broncos fans that are big listeners of this show that weren't even remotely confident. This is not 1992. At Mr. At Mr. Wars wasn't one of them, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm just glad for his, his you know, girlfriend's anyway, sake that he's threatened to cut his penis off we, after we, this we one. We have crapped on enough about the Twitter. Broncos. Twitter, mad dog underscore no space. I included this tweet from before the game because I, you know, it comes around at the end of the game. Hope you boys are ready to witness Manly get comprehensively smashed by the hash Bronx Nation, hash let's go Broncos, hash fuck Manly. Wow. Yeah. How'd that work out? Bemson Meister. Someone should tell Corey Norman that thou shalt not pass only applies in defence, hash greedy twat. Jake, uh, Jacoby Nelson. T-Rex, being 11 foot and weighing 300 kilos is not a skill, you fucking lazy Chernobyl freak. Do more. Hash, <laughs> new snooze. Yeah. Actually, that's a that's a fucking fantastic call. He is a new snooze. And it's fantastic to see Kieran Foran just completely fucking bypass him now. And there was one stage during this Broncos game where Foran actually was pointing and saying, like, get a run up, fuck you. <laughs> and, you know, you can't, you can't tell, you can't educate Bacon. And uh, next one, we've got at uh, Erebus Chaos. I'm sick and tired of watching this fucking disgrace of a football team. I might start watching AFL hash fuck you Broncos. 
Wow. Cruzy 06. Don't turn on your team, man. Yeah. So it's, it's unbecoming. Uh, Cruzy 06. Manly deserved favourites for the Premiership. The Bronx will need to win by 30-plus next week to have a chance for top eight. And then Mad Dog No Space brings up the finale of the bookend. Fucking great. The Broncos lose. The Raiders are in the top eight. And now everyone will have to put up with their selfies. <laughs> Step up, Broncos. <laughs> Next game, Penrith Panthers 36 defeated the Gold Coast Titans 22 at Centibet Stadium in Penrith in front of a crowd of miserable 7,297 Gronks and Westies. Well, Penrith. I hate on the Westies, but 36 points, 36 points uh, came from a hat trick to Brad Ty. Brad Ty gets hat tricks, Glenn. I just he want to. Does. Put... He does. I mean. There's been some Gronk hat tricks this year. A hat trick of ties. This this there's been some uh, some Gronk hat tricks ever since um Lottie. That is returned. the true shat trick. <laughs> that one is just unbelievable. I mean, next thing Ben Crowley getting a hat trick during the Lottie it's era. It's already happened. It has, but did it happen through the Lottie era? I can't remember. For yeah, it was last season. Oh, was it? Did yeah. he score it against the Tigers? though? no. Oh fuck, that would have been. No, he couldn't. That would have been delicious. No. But <laughs> I would have put a bullet in my head. I'm pretty sure it wasn't against the Tigers. Um, Michael Jennings, he got a double, and uh, Josh Manhor got one as well. A solo try, that is not a double. Luke Walsh, 6 of 6 from the boot. The Titans, their 22 came from tries to Scott Prince, Mark Minicello, William Zillman, David Mead, and Princey was 3 of 4 on the conversions. Unfortunately for me, this was only the second worst capitulation of a side hoping to make the finals this that, last weekend. <laughs> um, Gold Coast put it together. A little bit here and a little bit yeah. there, but overall they... In and half time, and then yeah, Panthers kind yeah. of streaked away. They sort of got run over the top of by yeah. a team that's going to run second last. Yeah. Um, despite, the, you know, finishing the, the season with possibly... Uh, well, they've got two wins in a row now. Yeah. Looking to make it a third, but... Um, Panthers had a lot to play for, though, as well, because this this game, uh, if they had, a, you know, to win that game would have put them out of reach of getting the spoon as well, sure. so... Yeah, and it was no a good send off, albeit with without him taking part in the actual game. You know, the the players obviously wanted to put in uh, for Lewis, uh, yep. for Luke Lewis. He, um, you know, obviously announced that he he's, he had a bit of a cancer scare, thyroid cancer, um, shortly, you know, earlier in the week. And um, the, I would have thought the Penrith faithful might have got out and supported that a little bit more than than what the crowd that actually turned out. Yeah. Uh, he maybe a, if he was he's playing, a bit of a favourite son. Maybe if he was playing, we would have seen a bigger crowd, and you know there would have yeah, been a bit more hype up to it. But uh, it was nice yeah. to see him do a bit of a lap and, and thank the fans, and you know the players obviously uh, hold him in very very high regard there still, and will for quite some time. So, yeah. um, good performance from Penrith. They're actually playing some reasonable footy the last couple of weeks. Yeah, no, I agree. Lachlan Coot, I think I think he might. Um, Long term, I think he might make a good 5 eight. Yeah, said it last week. I think he's going to be their 5-8 for 2013. I don't know. I guess Mansour probably, he's he's done all right at fullback and the yeah. opportunities he's had there. He's, he's done very well on the wing as well. So Yeah, that's right. I mean, he'd have to I mean, he'd have to be the first choice fullback just because, you know. He's been, um, a, you know, he's gone nice, right. He's yeah. been a good unearthed talent for them. So. Yeah, agree. You have anything else to say? Disappointing from yeah. the Titans. Um, very disappointing. I expected but he did more from season. them. And and you know they really did have their season to play for and yeah. and had to win and um, to be fair, they never meekly in the second half. Yeah, to be fair, they never deserved to even be a shot at the top, at the finals. But uh, they got themselves in you know that little mid season you know two third away season revival. Mm. Um, yeah, probably fair fair finishing plays for them. They certainly weren't you know spooners this year. They were an improvement, but you know 
Yeah, they weren't premiership, yeah. they weren't premiership favourites, no, were they, Nathan? No, 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 not at all. Definitely weren't premiership favourites. Who were know, the premiership favourites, Nathan? Well, yeah, it depends, who, depends who you ask. Oh, if you ask the bookies. If, well, I mean, because they're the people that set if favourites you ask, if, and if, odds, if you, if you ask people, if you ask people, we'll see. This is the thing about gambling. You know, I'm talking because, about people on the street, Nathan. If you, I mean, if you're asking, if you're asking people that you know know anything about rugby league, you'd say, well, the defending premier is sensational. Almost unchanged lineup. Of course, they're going to fucking get the goods at the end of the year. I'm sorry, I asked. Let's and, move the, on. And, and you know what the bookies say I'm now? Sorry, I asked. And you know what Let's the bookies? You know bookies are saying right now? That exactly. We agree. <laughs> <laughs> we agree with you, Nate. Um, sorry, we took us so long to get on board with you, uh, but we we're kind of blinded by this fucking tiger situation. Never happen again. I apologise. Um, yeah, we'll book, we'll put them down for ninth for next year and every year thereafter. Especially don't break the national side. Like, fuck's sake. Um, do you have anything else to say about this game? No. Okay. Cambo ninety six. Goodbye twenty twelve for the Titans. Another Queensland team bites the dust. I don't know about another Queensland team because it's. Well, I guess at this stage the Broncos were out. Okay, so I'll give you the benefit of the doubt there, Cam. Don't try and make sense of what that dickhead says. I'm trying to make sense. Of, I value each and every one of our listeners, and I'd like to think Jesus. they're all not spastics. Mickey T, 1985. Earthquake. Oh, wait, it was Idris running down the right-hand side. If you <laughs> hash duck and cover. And uh, got, he hasn't got any smaller over the course of the season. He's played uh, the vast majority of games. Taken a shitload of uh, of criticism and everything as well, but nothing seems to have really changed. Certainly has, and you know what he's got coming? No TV show. Definitely no yet. TV show, but you know what he's got coming is an off-season. I've cracked it. I've cracked it. What, you've cracked the code? Yeah, I've cracked the code. It's all, it all makes sense now. TV okay. show next year's coming in. He's going to be on The Biggest Loser. Well, he's got an off-season now. I mean, who knows what he comes back like. Mate, six months of... It wasn't six months. Probably four months of Devon, Devon and Tomato he, Sauce. He could host the biggest loser. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the Paraman, 1973, who has done a fantastic job on his Twitter profile. Have you read his new profile? Yeah. And uh, basically slamming uh, Sandow and uh, and Steve Candy. Uh, and, and he's got a picture of a wooden spoon trophy as his avatar. And uh, he's changed his name now to Spoonman 1973. Has he? Yeah, so uh, it was Forks for the week or something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Forks for the week. But I'm actually, I said, you know, you should change your your, your name, your Twitter name to Spoonman. You know, and he's on yeah, and I can see it here when I copy and paste it in. Spoonman 1973. We all know Kyle can't come up with his own fucking ideas. He's got to take advice from everyone else because you know he's a gronk. But let's but, face it, when you're taking yeah. ideas from people, I mean, you know, you can do you, you could do worse than take them from us. Don't say us. You gave it to him. Okay, cool. I'll take all the credit myself. I was going to include you in the fucking genius club, but if you want to sit down there Please. fucking eating jelly, <laughs> like you adopted Queensland brethren, go for it. A hat trick to Brad Ty, like all good, dot, dot, dot. Um, above average, dot, dot, dot. No semi-decent players do. Hash, that's saying something. Hash, Lottie in decline. Mup, 23. M-U-P, 23. The Titans have handed the spoon straight back to the Eels as revenge for Spoonapalooza last year. Michael Darren, 79. Jamal Idris is a bludger. Can't believe he once represented Australia. I can't believe that either. We were at that game. Yeah. That's unbelievable. And he actually played well in that game too. He, 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 didn't, he didn't go too badly. Moving you on. know, if he so, had stayed at the Dogs, I would have thought Desi would have... He would have... Turned him into a... Turned him, like, maybe turned him around like T-Rex. Yeah. I, I, I think he, he did his career a, a great disservice by going to the Titans. I yeah. think he, he's been in cruise control up there. His weight's fluctuated. He hasn't been the same sort of dynamic player that he was uh, last season for the Dogs. So, On a pile yeah, of cash. 
Um, yeah. And the Gold Coast traditionally, not just the Titans, I'm talking past Gold Coast franchises as well, have generally been seen as kind of a you know a holiday sort of place. And players have, uh, you know, there are, of course, there have been ex- exceptions. I mean, you know, you can't say that guys like Greg Bird and Nate Miles and, uh, you know, and, and LaFranchi, you know, going back and Preston Campbell. Like those Princey. Guys, yeah, Princey. Or, you know, you know, what, Princey last year? Princey, for, Princey this year until they unearthed Caesar. Fucking please. How dare you. Get free houses and how, shit. How dare you. St. <laughs> George Illawarra Dragons, 38, defeated the New Zealand Warriors, 6. This one was down at Wynn Stadium, Wollongong, and for once it was a win. And the crowd was 11,261. Now, that's by no means the worst crowd of the week, but I just need to keep in mind that this was the last home appearance for Hornby and uh, Dean Young. Or as we like to call them, Captain Vanilla and Forever Young, asterisk. Oh, I said forever. Asterisk, knees not included. I said I said Captain Vanilla and Forever Average. Oh, I don't want to call him Forever Average because fuck, he carved the Tigers up a lot in his career. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, as, as average players do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, South put 50 on you too. I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> Um, and here we come to the point of the show where I want to punch you in the face again. Again, I mean, like since minute one. Um, 38 points to the Dragons came from tries to Matt Cooper, Ben Cray, Jason Nightingale with a double, Chase Stanley, Josh Miller, and Will Matthews. That's a uh, fucking lot of tries. It is, it is. Uh, Jamie Sow at five of six on the conversions, and uh, Hornby had a you know had a ceremonial shot, missed it. Warriors, their six points came from tries to Sean Johnson and a conversion to James Mighty. So next week, they're going to get nil because all their point scorers are dropped. <laughs> Warriors can't get any worse, can they? Dropping their two best players, maybe that's the answer. Yeah, I, th- oh, yeah. I just wonder why this is rock bottom. This game, this game here is rock bottom because the Dragons, although they've, you know, I'm not going to say they steadied the ship, but you know they 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 kind of recovered a little bit, and you know they certainly you know, have bottomed out and working their way back up again. But this kind of flogging was not what should have happened. I just wonder why Maloney and, and Johnson are the guys to get dropped. Um, when they're clearly not, scoring all the points. Not really the forwards. And not Manu Vatabai, who makes more errors than anyone else in that team combined. Yeah, but I don't think their forwards have been atrocious either because they've had a lot of games. I mean, think of the streak of like three or four games where they built up leads from 10 to 18 points. And their forwards were rumbling forward and doing... It, it just seems that they get to half time. There's something in the oranges. And they, they lose all sight of you know creativity and attack. And then they get the ball. And when you see them running their sets... They just throw a stupid cutout pass that goes two meters forward. That's called back. Or they mm. drop it. Or they just do like it's like Broncos. They just do nothing threatening. Yeah, they've got some West Tigers tendencies, really. Oh, I mean, the, t- the Tigers you know, generally threatening and attack. And I mean, the days when it actually goes to the hands is the day they score and they win. And the days that they drop it and you know, yeah. Molten, you know, Molten either plays like Lolton or he plays like Molten and on the Lolton days he, he's dropping kickoffs and fucking bombs and stuff and letting tries in. And now on the Molten days he's getting hat tricks. Yeah, I see I see where you come from. Thanks yeah. for that. Yeah. Thanks thank you for that. That's just actually a good part of my therapy. I've just distilled you the whole season there pretty much. <laughs> Blame Molten. <laughs> Why do we have to fucking talk about the Tigers every fucking I don't know. game? It just happens. Stop it. The Dragons scored 36 points, and that's an indication of just how bad the New Zealand Warriors are going at the moment, because the Dragons aren't renowned for being a point-scoring team, yet they ran in some fucking long-range tries. There was kicks, there was line breaks, there was stepping and shuffling and shimmying, and there's nothing the Warriors could fucking do about it. (laughs) 
And some people would say the Dragons scored 38 points. How so? Because that's what score I've got in front of me, 38 points. <laughs> Let me count. Yeah, well, One, two, Ben Cray scored three, a try four, and he gave five, him two points six, for it. Seven, seven tries, 28 plus five goals. Yeah, 38. Yep, cool. I only gave Ben Cray two points for his try. Fair enough. I'm surprised you were that generous, to be honest. Yeah, well, I'm a generous person, Nathan. I've always said that about myself. Tries from Ben Cray usually indicate some kind of booking interference in a game's outcome. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, indication uh, that the theory that a team with a new coach comes comes out and kills it the following week, the, the Warriors have blown that theory right out of the water. They've killed it. They're probably the first team <laughs> in history to not win after their coach gets done. <laughs> he did. They've, they've, I, I hate when teams do that. Maybe they should just sack the entire playing roster and, and bring McLennan back. They just, they, they've got to do something. I mean, you Sorry, know, bro. Not your fault. <laughs> well, clearly it wasn't your fault. It was Johnson and Maloney. We're pissing him off the east, you know, a couple of <laughs> weeks early. And uh, Johnson, you know. Gee, I wish we had kept Captain Snooze. Put him in there, halfback. Now, Clearly Johnson hasn't spent enough Twitter. time with Benji Marshall yet. Look what Benji Marshall did for Kieran Foran's game. Took him to a whole nother level. He won Twitter. A pre- he won a premiership. Twitter. And he, yeah. Twitter. <laughs> unless, unless he wins a Dally M, there's no other levels for Kieran Foran at this point. Bemson Meister. What is this hash forever young crap? I don't remember Peter Pan hobbling around like a fucking cripple or sat on his ass all week. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I had a mouthful of Red Bull. And I'm drinking Red Bull, so fucking Muppets won't count my yawns as I fucking sit awake till all hours of the night trying to entertain you fuckers. Um, anyway. That, that, that's, gonna, that's running damn close to Tweet of the Year, that one. I mean, we don't have an award for Tweet of the Year because who could fucking remember them? But at this point, that's hilarious. What's Forever Young got to do with Peter Pan? you got a fucking dumbass look on your face. I know you're just taking the piss this time. I'm not gonna I don't actually remember the reference, but I assume it's got something to do with it. I don't remember. Peter Pan and the little little kids in Neverland. Yeah. They don't grow old. They stay right. kids. Cool. No, that's forever Hence, young. You could sense. say... They are forever young. young. Righto. Cool. Okay. <sighs> Hash referential retard. Bemson Meister again. Well done to the Warriors. They've now committed the same number of errors as Mr. and Mrs. Burgess. Hash mistakes. <laughs> He's on fire in this game. Clearly he had nothing to do with, you know, while watching it. And um and he comes through again. Bemson Meister the three for the hat trick. <laughs> has, any, has anyone else tweeted on two, this game? Two this and, gronk? And to be fair, there wasn't a lot of tweeting for this game. I'll be honest. Uh, Bemson Meister with his hat trick. Dean Young sat in a chair. Add some wheels, and that's him in five years. <laughs> Ash cripple. <laughs> Ouch. He's fucking. He hasn't missed Dean Young. That's, that's for sure. Uh, we got Aussie one 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 nine eight. Wow, the Warriors. I haven't seen anyone lack so many ideas since I watched a game of Union. Hash shit sport. Hash rather watch Idris eat a pie. Well, that would be entertaining. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and Hanley, 1993, the poor, long-suffering Warriors fan who has a Tourette's implosion after every game. After wiping my ass with my Warriors jersey, I've now accomplished as much in 2012 as Akuma Ta'ai and Steve Rapira. <laughs> Hash bring back Costo. <laughs> um, can I say... Yeah. I was a big fan of uh, Akuma Ta'ai last year. You were. You were a massive fan. I think it was probably just his name. Well, he did have a cool name, but uh, fuck. It's dropped off the radar. <laughs> big time. Big time. Moving on, the North Queensland Cowboys 22 defeated the Newcastle Knights 
14 in front of a crowd of just over 15,000 at Dairy Farmers. Newcastle, oh, sorry, North Queensland's points came through tries to Brent Tate, Matty Bowen, Jonathan Thurston. Uh, Thurston, three of three on the uh, conversions, and he also grabbed a couple of penalties. Newcastle, their 14 points came from a double to Tamana Tahu and another one to Dane Gagai. And Tyrone Roberts, one of three from the boot. Anthony Mitchell seems to be settling in well at the Cowboys. Yeah, definitely. Um, he always had the potential when he was at Para. I think he, he didn't get the opportunities there that he might have deserved. Potential uh, and Parramatta go hand in hand, those phrases. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, uh, and shipping him off unf- over to East. You and, can add the word unfulfilled potential yeah. and Parramatta go, <laughs> go hand in hand. I agree with that also. Um, he was shipped off over to the Roosters and, and didn't quite make his mark there with the, you know, Jake Friend sort of came on strong and, and did him out of a spot. He's moved up to the Cowboys and he's playing a bit of a second fiddle role to uh, to Aaron Payne at the moment. And I, I'm not sure how he fits into the mix as far as when Seguiaro comes back next season. But yeah, and Seguiaro, I think he's even included this week in there. Sort is of he? Saying he may not actually get on, you know, on the field either. So wow. Don't okay. know. I mean, I guess once Aaron Payne's gone, then that cleans up the spot for. You know, some of the way the way Seguiaro's played a lot of this season um, would indicate he's probably the future there at, at Hooker. Um, yeah. And, you know, Mitchell, great player. I just, I don't know he's going to get as many opportunities as what he deserves here. But so far, he's, he seems to be settling in really well. He played great in this game. Um, not as good as uh, JT and Bowen, though. They're, they're just, they just seem to be able to keep producing... It's a number of years now, like 2005, they first came together. Injuries have sort of, you know, halted their progress at times. Yep. With Bowen, a couple of serious knee injuries. JT's had his time out as well. Um, but right at the moment, they're in pretty awesome form. And they've got the potential, especially if they finish top four as well. I'm not sure how they're going to finish at the, by the end of uh, this weekend, but... If they get um, a double bite at the Cherry at home, is that possible for them uh, to fin- if they finish fourth, or is that only like first and second? They no, well, they don't get a home game. If they're fourth, they don't get a home game to start okay. with. And um, but I think that I, I'd have a feeling that I get confused with these new finals. Yeah, series. I have only just got my head around the last one. The, they changed it. The thing I'm confused about is I think that the top four sides, uh, uh, the top two only get home ground advantage in the first round. But I think the top four sides, um, you know, from round two onwards, I think they retain. Based on their ranking, though, um, but they retain home ground advantage for the entire f- final okay. series up to the grand final, I, I think, or so, yeah, up to at least the pre the qualifiers. Yep. Um, so I'm not sure. Maybe if they finish fourth, lost first week, and then playing second week, maybe they'd get the home ground advantage that that second game. Bowen and, and JT, they've just got that style of game that can catch fire against any team and against any sort of defensive structure, and they've got the potential to to really make a real charge. I think the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good forwards. They just seem to have a good mix. Glenn Hall, Dallas Johnson, uh, Matt Scott, a bit of experience in Aaron Payne, but then you've got Mitchell and Seguiaro and guys like that um, You know, around the ruck, and JT and Bowen, their attack flows through them. Some good outside backs, good finishes. They just seem to have a good mix yep. at the moment. Yep, and uh, yeah, they can't fuck with Manly, so by all means, get to the grand final. North yeah. Queensland, I'd love a free premiership again like last year. Okay. <laughs> I think Newcastle, just to, to finish on them, are, yep. obviously they're out of the finals race, but there's a lot of positives for them to take out of this season. And I think despite Some. the fact they haven't made the finals here, 2013 is really going to be a big year for them. You can see um, 
Bennett's working towards reincarnating, reincarnating what what he had at the Dragons, um, yeah. even trying replicating some players. exactly yeah. the same players. But um, I think they've shown glimpses of it, and with with another off season under their belt, they finally get their heads around how Bennett wants them to play and what he has in store for them. I think they they've got a big 2013 ahead. Yeah, and I mean, like you know, I don't think I, I don't think there's a lot of positives that come out of this season, but I think some of them, like uh, Gay Guy, what were the Broncos thinking? I know they have a strict policy of, um, you know, disciplinary blah blah blah, but what were they thinking not having him in a more regular member of their first grade side in the first place? Yeah, agree. Honestly, I mean, the dude's a bit sensational, and uh, Tyron Roberts, he's a good find as well. Um, I'm not sure what Kirk Gidley's going to do. I have to say, I do like the Broncos' policy as far as zero tolerance. Um, having said that, Sometimes there isn't, there is, it does smack of cutting your nose off to spite your face at times. Like yeah. what they've done to Hoffman yep. has stunted their attack. Yep. Um, what they did to, to Gagai, it's not like they couldn't have used some of what he's been doing for Newcastle in their side, you know? Absolutely. So. I mean, that's a dude that actually has like, you know, creativity and attacking potential. Um, Twitter, Cambo96, and there you go. Kurt, Gardley, Kurt Gidley is lucky his brother's the CEO because there's no place in the night side for him. Tyrone Roberts is a keeper. NQC81, John O, the Cowboys fan. Would prefer to blast Newcastle off the paddock, but happy the Cowboys have grinded out the win, much like Manly on MNF. Or maybe he means Friday Night Football talking about the Broncos game, because Manly haven't really ground out a team uh, over the last couple of weeks. They tend to annihilate them. <laughs> um, especially when they annihilate the Cowboys. Oh, okay, 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 thank you. <laughs> Aussie11198. Matt Bowen and JT ripped Newcastle a new asshole, and Fluffy enjoyed it. Hash sex pest. Wow. So I think he's just trying to bring that back. Next game. He's bringing sex pest back. <laughs> Bemson mustard. <laughs> okay. Um, now, it's time to, to get it over with. The Sydney Roosters. Could take a while. 44. Defeated the West Tigers 20 in front of a crowd of 15,736 at Allianz Stadium. Whew, 44 points to the Roosters came through. A hat-trick to Daniel Tupo, the good <laughs> of one. Of course, of course. Anthony Minicello got a try. Mitchell Pearce, two dads, they got tries. Frank Paul, the wrecking ball, got a try. Torn Torn Moga got a try. And the aforementioned hat-trick to Daniel Tupo. What did you call him? Torn Torn? Oh, of course, you know, yeah, you wouldn't get that, sorry. I don't get that. What's what's that from? <sighs> Peter Pan? Bambi? Is it from Bambi? Tell me it's from Bambi. It's from Bambi, isn't it? (laughs) If I told you it was from uh, Star Wars, more specifically The Empire Strikes Back, would that make it any clearer to you? I'm I'm sure I I saw that movie when I was a child, Nathan. I don't remember (sighs) these things. The reason why I call him Tauntaun Moga is because his name is pretty much exactly that, except I just add some N's in there in right. his first name. Okay. Tauntaun is those. You remember the start of Empire Strikes Back, and it's all snow. They're on. They're on the ice planet, and it's all in the snow. No, you don't, do you? You don't remember the part where it's all in the snow and the and the Empire attack. Are we, are we here to talk about Tiger's game or fucking Star Wars? You wanted to fucking know, uh, listeners. I'm fucking... I'm out. That's it. I've, I've had enough of this guy. I've had enough of this referential retard. <laughs> explain to him what the fuck a Tauntaun is. And further, go on to explain my joke I did on Twitter the other week where I said that uh, that Moga pretty much saved himself from being, you know, cut open with a lightsaber. Explain that second part to him as well because fuck, oh, I can be bothered. Um, Anasta, six of eight goals. West Tigers, 20 points. Came from tries to Chris Hyington, Blake Ashford, Ben Murdoch, 
and Marika Koribetiakiri. He only got the one this time, though, so it was more of a Lottie-esque performance. My father-in-law, who's not renowned for his jocularity. Yeah. Uh, Marika Car Battery. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. That's not bad. For someone that's not renowned for uh, for the lols. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's What's a, his name? Car Battery. That's good. That's I never I never saw that. You know, in the in the, looking at the games, is it spelled? Uh, Told him shut uh, up. That's not too bad. Benji Marshall, two of four. Disappointing day with the beat, but it was a disappointing day for everything. With Benji, um, explain yourself and your oh. side on behalf of you. Pretty explain. shattered, I have to say. Um, Watched it live. Of course. Um, well, sometimes you know, if it's like this is a two o'clock game, but sometimes you know, like yeah, you yeah. won't stream a three o'clock game. No, nah, you watch no, no. it. You wait. Yeah, yeah. I wait. Um, first time in a long time I've seen so much noise about, or heard so much noise about Sheenzy getting the boot. Uh, it was all over the back page of the paper, apparently in Sydney on the Monday. There's a lot of um, sack Sheens on Twitter as well. There certainly Crazy was, and, and I've got to say, you, you couldn't tell me it's not justified at this stage of the game with the roster that we've had this season. They've sort of, they had. A run of wins against teams that were sort of struggling at the time. Things fell into place for us. You know, we played Melbourne at Origin time, yep. Origin time when they didn't have uh, their stars, and and it probably gives us a little bit of a false you perception. Beat by, you beat them by like two, two, ten eight or ten six or something in that game too. So it wasn't exactly impressive either. No, no, it definitely wasn't. I mean, it was an impressive win, Nathan. All Tigers wins are impressive to me, but... Well, they're impressive this year because there's so few... <laughs> well, not so much impressive as surprising. There, there wasn't a single player that wasn't either absent completely or that made, made an error or didn't make an error either. And these, especially these guys that, you know, that you've come to rely... You've, you've come to rely on these guys and, yeah, talk them up a bit too. Gareth Ellis in particular. Ellis? Made, made his share of errors. Hino made his share. Uh, missed tackles. Adam Blair, customary penalties. Woods uh, wasn't crazy error prone, but he, he just didn't have any... Ruck penalties, yeah, man. Yeah, he just didn't well, he, He's good for a couple of games. Yeah. Just holding down. And he's, then he gets up, he's got that same oblivious look on his face like, oh, what the fuck was that for? It's for what you give penalties away for every week, matey. Mm. I love you. I, I love you as a player, but fuck. I feel, I feel your pain. I mean, you know, what one was, you know, he was the same too until he shaped up, you know, Sort of year, you know, eighteen months ago, where he sort of reduced them to one a game ish. Yeah, look, the Roosters was classic for him as well. The Roosters played a a solid brand of footy, but it should never have been the type of footy that was allowed to score forty four points by the defensive structure of a team that was hoping to make the finals. And we've left ourselves in a position where you know, where that horrible word, where a mathematical chance. But with that much of a mathematical chance, that Stephen Hawking could blow the end off his fucking hose trying to calculate our chances. I mean. It's not that difficult, but yeah. Well, it is, really. It is for me, my tiny brain. When you've got to rely on teams like Penrith to fucking get you out of the shit. Yeah. yeah I mean... It's true. You're in trouble. You are, yeah. You're in trouble. I just want to... um, I just want to apologise to uh, all West Tigers fans because uh, I think the way the Tigers have gone this season, or certainly in the last couple of months, uh, is my fault. Um, I have... This is going to sound like I'm a crazy motherfucker, right. but this is, uh, you know, hand on heart. Uh, I'll stand behind this till I'm uh, till I'm dead. I have a recurring dream, it's Nathan. Be seven days. Sorry. Yeah. Exactly. Five suicide. So you know, I'll stand by it. Like right. I said. All right. <laughs> I have a bit of a recurring dream. As uh, most people know, my my father passed away just over four years ago, and um, we've made reference to that on the show a bunch of times. Hand a bruiser, all the rest of it, and um, I have a bit of a recurring dream since that time where. I leave, I'm leaving the Normanby Hotel 
mm-hmm. of all places, where I've been probably twice in my life, yep. three times maybe, yep. one of which was with my dad, where yep. I got very, very drunk and he abused me for spoiling his night when I got home and spewed up everywhere and laid while the dog licked my face and I passed out. That's another story. But then what did what, what, what you do at the Normanby that made him blow up at you and tell you to go home? <laughs> I got very drunk and behaved in a, in a very inappropriate manner. Look, I'm not going to say you were motorboating. Because <laughs> you'd because, be because, completely wrong. Because you weren't. But I mean, you know, similar sport, ballpark. <laughs> um, anyway, the recurring dream goes like this. I'm leaving the Normanby Hotel. I say goodbye to my mates. I get into a cab. My phone rings. I look at my phone. And go, and it says, Dad. Yeah. I answer my phone and say, Dad. He's like, yeah. I said, and I, this is how it always goes. Yeah. Um, why are you calling me? You're dead. <laughs> just like that. Just <laughs> Fairly brutal. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> but. So, the first few times, shortly after he died, the, the, the phone call went along. I was, I was just ringing to make sure you're okay. Yeah. All right. And yeah, it's okay, and we we fucking have the chat. Some most of it I don't remember, but I remember yeah. this bit. Anyway, obviously we've we've got another baby on the way, and um, we're in the process of trying to uh, get our house ready to sell and buy another house. And I know this is probably going to draw out a bit, but there is a point to it. So I've been a little bit obviously quite stressed, and um, we've had a few complications of of recent times as far as the baby goes. Um, and a couple of little scenarios that have arisen since we've fallen pregnant. We uh, we had one scan where uh, the sonographer got it quite wrong and did her calculations wrong and told us that we were probably a big chance of the baby dying uh, yeah. before it was born or shortly thereafter. And then we'll grow out to be Ben Cray. <laughs> potato, potato. Um, and then sort of as she finished the sentence, she looked down at her paperwork. Well, actually. She got through the whole story telling us how we were going to have to deal with dead baby syndrome. And um, it turns out, when she recalculated her figures, the baby was actually going to be perfectly fine. Sorry yeah. sorry about the mix-up. Yeah. Um, and I had that recurring dream where Dad said, you know, I'll fix it up for you. Okay. It's all good. And I said, you know, in my dream, I said, this baby needs to be okay. Yeah. You know, I don't care what happens. You need to look after the baby. Yeah. And he's like, the baby's going to be fine. It's all good. And while you're at, while you're at it, the house is going to be fine too. Everything's going to work out okay. Okay, Dad. Cool. And here's the kicker. You know what I can't do though? <laughs> <laughs> I can see where it's going already. What I can't do, I can't promise. If I can give you those... Be happy. I can't... The Tigers can't win the comp. So when did this start happening? He like goes, that? I can't control what the Tigers do, right? Yeah. He goes, I'm not saying they're not going to do it, yeah. but I, I can't have any part of it. Yeah. This is this, I can only control these two things. Yeah. So if you get those, you can't have the Tigers win the comp. And I said, as long as the baby's going to be okay and this house thing works out. Oh, he said, screw the house. Just pay the Tigers <laughs> win the comp. <laughs> I was tempted. I was tempted. Because, and so far we've had a couple of little situations. We had our 20-week scan on Monday. And just by chance, they found another complication just completely out of the blue that they were able to fix fix up and, and looks like things are going to be okay. This this was like someone else entering the room out of the blue yeah. and just saying, I just think I might check this. Yeah. Don't know why, just having that thought. So, 
I've sacrificed the Tigers' season, in short. It's all my fault. So, thanks, bud. I'm sorry. Thanks. <laughs> I'm sorry. And you know what the worst part is? What? I've sacrificed the Tigers' season for an unborn child that is probably going to be born at some point and influenced by a fucking Gronk of a Broncos fan, Big Brother, yep. and never support the Tigers in his life. So I've sacrificed the Tigers' season for a Broncos fan. Yep. What the fuck was I thinking, Nathan? I don't know. I don't know. And I know More that was a long-winded brain. story, but I had to get it off my chest because it's all my fault and I feel bad. <laughs> yeah. Could have been my fault, you know, for being a member. And I mean, like, you know, God. <laughs> no, it's not your fault. How There's a lot of that? things that are your fault. <laughs> all right. Like the fact that I wake up crying most mornings. Yep. Uh, but, you know, Tiger season isn't your fault. It's all mine. I take full responsibility for it and I apologise. Especially if my kid turns out to be a Broncos fan. I would be devastated. This game, though, that was devastating. I sat there. I was a little bit resigned to my fate because I thought, you know what? I think we've got one of those performances left in us. We've got everything to play for. We've got a whole season to look forward to as far as the final series. We We can, you know, start a bit of a charge, get a bit of form, make a bit of a statement. Yep. And I was just... I just thought, we've got one of those performances left in us, I think, where I expect that we're going to come out and run all over the top of them. And for 10 minutes, I thought, we don't look too bad here. Benji was running the ball. Things were looking good. (laughs) Didn't score a point in 10 minutes. Roosters went up the other end. And I thought, you know what? I reckon one of their forwards is just going to run over us and score here. Might be Letters. Might be Martin Kennedy. Might be Frank Paul the tennis ball. Turns out. It was Frank Ball, the tennis ball. And the rot started, and it didn't fucking stop. So, you know, we may well make the eight, Nathan. And we may well go and win four games in a row and win the competition. No, you won't. And be the 2012 NRL Premiers, but it won't be because of my father. That's all I'm saying. It won't be because of reality either. The only (laughs) Maybe that'll be a recurring dream where I just wake up and the Tigers are premiers. Well, you go to sleep and the Tigers are premiers and wake up in tears again. Psychedelic drugs is the only thing that's going to make that happen. Let me tell you. (laughs) Um, For me, um, you know, it was hard to watch because, like, you know, I had to just put myself in watched it with glee. I had to put myself in your position because I've got no love for the Roosters anyway. But I had to put myself in your position thinking, Jesus Christ, this is literally the worst case fucking scenario manifesting itself in a game of football. Yes. But there's one part of this nightmare game that I did enjoy a lot. It was when um, Mitchell Pearce busted through for the try and uh, flicked it back to Minicello, <laughs> gave it to him over the line, just flicked back and uh, let him score a try in that his 250th good. game. Although that was a beautiful moment, unselfish unselfish to the max because he pretty much passed it to Minicello when he was about well, to the son of the Tigers legend. I mean, you'd expect that sort of play from you know, such, such bloodlines. Oh, he's actually like, like literally urinating all over the Tigers' season, and like with, you know to the point where he just flicks off a try, you know, to to mini in the face. Well, they're at two hundred points in front at that stage. I don't think it really mattered. <laughs> it was a it was a sensational moment. Though. I enjoyed it a lot. Do you have anything else to say about this game? Or can we? Get oh, it? look, I'm just depressed. I I don't really want to endure watching Friday night mm-hmm. because I. You know, we'll get to that, but we'll get to that. But I think know, the Broncos will turn it up, but uh, yeah, I'm very, very disappointed. I, I think I sat there for the good 60 minutes, just resigned to my fate. You could just tell the way things were working out for us. Some of the errors we made were fucking laughable. Yep, 
Knock-ons from dummy half. It was about three of them. Yep. Balls over the sideline. Yep. Kicks out in the full. Ah, it's good times. Good times. <laughs> okay, Cambo, 96. Mini's 250th. I wonder which Tigers player he'll hit high to celebrate. Get over it, Gronk. Tirana, 355. Just when you thought the Tigers could not decline anymore. Hashtags in decline. Didn't hashtags in decline get a run? Oh, it did, but it didn't trend. People jovial. were trying to make it trend. What jovialness. And R-Popsh, so R-P-O-P-S-H, and that is simply unforgivable. Hashtags in decline. Yeah. Gotta love Keefe. I can't believe what I'm seeing. Perhaps stop discussing Bali and start fucking playing like a fucking team of Tigers, fuck ya. <laughs> <laughs> and then he came then he came through again with a follow-up saying, I've never been more disappointed in my team than the performance I've seen today. Hash heartbroken, hash a sad, sad day. Sad panda Tigers. S. Borolius. I can't believe hash Tigers in decline is not trending worldwide. It's trending at the Sydney Football Stadium. <laughs> it was 17 cases of hash Tigers in decline. That's right. The underscore Q78. If Adam Blair gets paid $10 a penalty, then we've got our money's worth this year. Hash Tigers in decline. Uh, gotta love Keefe back again. So, the Tigers team song tonight. You know the last plane out of Sydney's almost gone. <laughs> hash fucking disappointed. Aussie at 11198. Wow, some Tigers fans are blaming the refs. Newsflash, when you get 40 put past you, it's not the refs' fault. Your players are just shit. Yeah, look, people go, oh, well, if we didn't get robbed last week. Oh, fucking Jesus. Yeah, I put it. I don't. You know what? And if the referee had been right in round one, we'd be in exactly the same Number spot. of premiership points. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Big Dan, 1985. I may be a Knights fan, but heck, nothing's funnier than seeing the Tigers lose. Makes me feel a lot better. Hashtag I wonder if point. people just have a genuine dislike for the Tigers... For for whatever reason, or because you know, you. I may have said one or two like complimentary things about them over the course of the show. I think it's basically for your benefit. You think? Because a lot it's of people just start off like they love to hate me. People are like, oh yeah, Tigers are my second favourite team. And now like, they're like, but, you know, people have second favourite teams. Well, people have second favourite teams. Talks a lot of shit. People have second favourite teams. You know, lack like character anyway. So, you know, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> and their second team they rode in on. Um, Hanley, 1993. Warriors and Tigers should have their own final series just to see who got fucked more by Kristen Inu. Or who is more shit. Yeah. Tough question. Agreed. Jacoby... Oh, this, this is a funny one. I want to show you this tweet first and you tell me if I should read it out. That's disgraceful. <laughs> that is disgraceful. Should I read it? Yeah, why not? Jacoby Nelson. At... J-A-C-O-B-Y-N-E-L-S-O-N. Can I just say, <laughs> I apologise, because there's going to be some people listening to this show that are appalled by what you're about to hear. This is an appalling tweet. You might um, want to just, like, tune out for 10 seconds. We don't... So. Now, people will know. I, mean, I don't a, condone this sort of talk. There's a lot of tweets that um that don't get read out if people send something through that might, you know, be and racist. And these are the type of tweets or, Well, no, no, no. This, this one is not especially... It's, it's not racist or it's not homophobic no. or anything like that. Like, those ones don't get a run, you know... All day that they'll just be discarded, but this one is it's just fucking it's just filthy. So Jacoby Nelson, I want to drink the tears of every Tigers fan as I jerk off in a pool of Adam Blair's menstrual juices, wearing a Hash Raiders jersey. And he's <laughs> almost couldn't get it. Out of life. I, I'm, I'm just I'm appalled. 
I was appalled by that as I was by the Tigers' performance. Oh, what, a, what a way to end it. South Sydney Rabbitohs 38 defeated Parramatta Eels 6. Uh, 24,121 people there at ANZ Stadium. The Rabbitohs, they had points came through tries to Greg Inglis, uh, double. Uh, double Nathan Merritt, tries to Matt King, Dylan Farrell, Andrew Everingham. Uh, conversions, 4 of 7 for Adam Reynolds. And he also got a penalty goal. The Eels, easy. Try to Luke Burt, conversion to Luke Burt, the end. <laughs> Well, it all hinges on Inglis for South. If if he's contained for one game in the next month, they can't win the comp. It's as simple right. as that. Yep. Um, Reynolds has been great for them. Um, Isaac Luke brings a lot to the table when he plays. Um, you know their forwards have gone good. Burgess is explosive. Uh, Merritt's a good try scorer. Taylor's got a little. <laughs> Taylor's pretty good at waving a flag when people kick a ball through a couple of sticks. But when it all comes down to it. If he doesn't fire, especially in a pressure cooker sort of situation, in a big game in the finals, yep. they need him to fire because he's a big game player. He's played Origin. He's won Origins. Um, he's won Asterisk Premierships. He's won, you know, test matches. He's played on the biggest stage in the game. And he's he's just got that factor about him. And if he doesn't fire, then I just can't see the rest of the players doing it without him. So, um very, very big, a lot of pressure on the guy to perform, you know, at that level as he did in this game for for a month. Yep. You know, uh, I'm not saying he doesn't have it in him, but it's a big ask. Yep. Um, so that's that. That's the case. You know, that was the case for Parramatta in 2009, and Hayne got him to the grand final. That's right. Um, and you know, it's there's obviously key players for other sides. I just he's such a key factor for them. They just draw so much from his ability. Yep. The, the other players draw so much confidence out of his ability. And, um, you know, good luck to them if they can do it. I just think that's a big challenge. I was a bit disappointed that uh, Heine and Bird have had to endure, you know, such a rough run this season. They, they deserve so much better. And this game was another fucking sore point for them. Yep. Um, it, it's really sad that they didn't get a, a fairy tale run, especially Hindy. Such a great character of the game. Yep. Um, he's been there and done that. He, he deserved a, a premiership. You know, you look at Petro and his career, and you know, I, I guess the Broncos are, are in a really sad patch of form at the moment. But you know, there's still a chance of playing the finals. And Hindy's go out with a fucking spoon. And yep. if there's one bloke that doesn't deserve that, it's him. Uh, see Jake, with Luke Burt though, sorry man. see with Luke Burt it came out uh, yesterday or the day before that uh, before he announced his retirement he had been offered a two year contract at Penrith yeah next yeah year. I only just heard about that today as well so Penrith I found that uh, on Twitter Penrith fans are especially uh, they're quite brutal towards Parramatta fans yeah uh, kind of rubbing in a spoon and all that sort of thing and, and to, to it makes me think you know hang on a minute you guys are fucking second last yeah and, uh, and really, also, is, do you get like if the Tigers were running last or second last? Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not bagging anyone. I'm sorry, but no. it's not happening. If Tigers run ninth, you know, you bag you know half a dozen sides. Well, you know, Roosters fans, Panthers fans, give yeah. It, yeah. I don't want to mention names, but Mr. Bowles, yeah, Gronk, yeah, giving it to me. But the point is, here, he's run second last, motherfucker. Luke, Shut up. Luke Burt chose to retire rather than go to Penrith. <laughs> So for all you Panther people, when you lording, put it like that, lording over, lording it over Parramatta, you know you got a solid player there, favourite son of the Eels, and he's just like he'd rather literally euthanise his career than live another two years in Penrith. 
And that says he it all. probably would have committed, wouldn't he? If well, Nullivar I mean, I mean, I mean, can commute from I mean, Penrith live, to, I mean, live in terms of his football career, right? Yeah, he I decided to kill the career rather than keep it alive, rather than suffering yeah. on life support <laughs> in a dingy, dingy hospital way out west with an IV. I was born in stops. Penrith Hospital. That's just how fucking dingy that place is. Exactly. They didn't go whoa down the chute with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any other comments about the game itself? Jake Mullaney for Para. He's actually been quite good in patches uh, for them since he, he came in a first grade. And obviously he was he played uh, 20s for the Tigers and, and was quite the revelation there and went very, very well. And you can see why some of the things he does really well, you can see why he was held in such high regard at the Tigers. But when you see some of his attempts at tackle because he's yeah. diminutive in stature... Yeah. And trying to tackle people like Greg Inglis. Yep. And gets up looking like he's fairly confused as to what the fuck just happened. Yep. You can see why he was released from the Tigers. Um, unfortunately, the fact that he was released and that look on his face is very, very similar to the same look that Tim Moulton gets when the exact same things happened to him. Um, and I'm not sure we made the right choice there. Yeah, I don't think you did that. But, you know, you got Tedesco coming back yeah. eventually. Well, I mean, remains to be seen how successful he is in first grade. We've seen 20 minutes of it. It was promising, but I'm not going to base an entire season yeah. over 20 minutes of football before blowing an ACL, which he has to get over mentally and physically to play first grade again as well. So, good luck in 2013, Tigers fans. <laughs> Can't guarantee you a premiership there, according to my dad, either. Ever. Thank okay. You. At Devon Head. Oh, sorry. Oh, please go ahead. Can we just... Sorry to... To, uh, you know, who wants to hear what? Who wants to hear what Devin had to say anyway? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Sandoz attempt to tackle on Inglis. Well, yeah, when you're talking about uh, the look that Mullaney had, <laughs> trying to tackle Inglis and having the you know what the hell kind of look. I haven't seen Chris Sandow that horizontal since the last time he laid under the soft serve machine at Macca's. That's <laughs> gone. <laughs> and the look on his face was was the same look he got when the soft serve machine ran out. <laughs> Okay, Twitter, at Devonhead. I bet ANZ Stadium smells like mothballs with all those bandwagoners there. Jesus. That's a bit of a Dragons fan. Very. Jacoby Nelson, superstar that <laughs> last week. Mama, Haven't we just got that guy some followers this yeah, week? Uh, Mama Burgess's insides must be a total wreck, giving birth to four cinderblock-headed Andre the Giants. <laughs> and then he's got a hash vagina well in decline. Wow. Uh, we got Banda Roja. So that's a, a new tweeter, I believe. East, West, Eels. We look like world beaters against shit teams. Hash South, hash Tigers in decline. So Thank you. I assume another long-time listener, first-time caller. Yeah. And uh, Tad Pike. No, this Gronk. This game is one step closer to you both blowing me in a parking lot after South's win last night. Wait, that was the agreement, right? <laughs> he was still waiting for you to pay for our grand final tickets, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're going to fly us down to the grand final and I believe buy us drinks after the fact. And I well. refuse to give any blowjob in a car park if, unless you do that. But otherwise. <laughs> all good. <laughs> Limber up. Okay. Monday night foot bitch. The final, sadly to say, the final Monday night foot bitch yes. of the year because we have a Sunday night game this week. Yes. The Melbourne Storm, 20, defeated the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks, 18. Amy Park, Melbourne, crowd of 12,500. And uh, this was a terrible fucking game. But uh, before we get into that, Fuck. Melbourne's uh, points, they came from a double 
to Ryan Hoffman. Will Chambers got one. Sisa Wanga got one. And Cameron Smith was two of four on the conversions. The Sharkies. What, the what a laugh. What a, why, why is that funny? I don't even know what funny. Wanga. Nathan Stapleton, Sam Tagatizzi, Isaac Gordon got tries. Kanye was two of three. And he also got a penalty goal as well. The Storm are well out of sorts at the moment. And... I don't know if the the you know the the new season mentality once the finals come around will be the or the or the adrenaline that the finals will bring will, will sort them out, but they'd want to hope so because playing like they did in this game for seventy eight minutes, they get smashed. They will two get games fucking straight. thumped. They haven't they haven't looked good since Origin. To be fair, I mean, no, well, they actually, haven't. was they they had they had some okay results after Origin, but then they went on that period where they lost five or six games in a row, and um, that game the Tigers beat them ten eight or ten six or whatever. That was the death knell, really. It was a they similar game. To, it was a similar game to this actually, just dead shit boring game where neither side really offered much. Although I think in the Tigers game from memory, I think the weather had a massive role to play in the way that game. And the fact up. that both sides were shit. Well, yeah, that too. I just I didn't want to say that. I wonder if um. Shane Flanagan's given a Carney, given Carney a, a bit of a directive to defer to Gallon, um, and don't laugh, but Gallon, Robson, and Jeremy Smith, etc. He, he just seems to be playing well within himself. Yep. He, you know, there's certain things during that Dally M year at the Roosters where he was he was trying anything and everything, and it was coming off. But he's not even really trying it. Yeah. For the Roosters, he's just he's really. Being a bit of a link man, he's he's having a bit of a run here and there. He's kicking games solid. Um, he's not he's not making any horrible misses in in defence. I don't think yeah. he's playing terribly, but he's capable of so much more. He's just he's just playing average. Yeah, that's really yeah. Mean. That that's probably the best way to put it. And I just wonder if, if that's the way that Flanagan's approached it to nurse him through the season. If he you know if he's probably got to a point with the side, especially with Gallon's play, that Todd Carney doesn't need to play like he did in in 2010. Sorry, got my years mixed up. Um, In 2010, for them to be a good side, it doesn't really fit their style of play. They're very tough and gritty through the forwards off the back of Smith and Gallon and those sorts of guys, and and obviously Gibbs and Fafita, um, you know, good recruitment there, Tigers. Um... It just seems to be playing well within himself. I don't know if he's going to explode through the finals um, and send him on a bit of a tear. I, I don't know. But he, he hasn't had... Was he had one? Maybe two of those games where he's just been one, scintillating. One game. One was, a couple of weeks ago. It was in a couple of years. It was in the last three weeks. So, yeah. But that's it. That's it. And that's almost it for the entire season, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But he, and you wouldn't say he's had horrible games. He might have had a couple, but he hasn't really been terrible anywhere. Really? Oh, you could say it's quiet though, and and not really earning, you know, not doing what he's been put there to do. I mean, because mm. no, I'm Rob, not saying Flanagan's going out there and say, okay, mate, I don't want you to play your best. Because no, Jeff Robson's been, but, you know, putting that, but you know, he's been the guy put there to be ordinary. I just, I think he's he's doing some solid work. It's just there's not been that spectacular play as regularly as what we've seen it from him in the past. See, even at Canberra. Yeah, yeah. Now. Do you have much else to say about the game? Obviously, you know... It was terrible. The Melbourne made... There was 17 errors to 7 at one stage. Yeah. And Melbourne looked absolutely hopeless. And so that last, you know, two minutes... Yeah. It was absolutely mystifying uh, that it came together. The Sharks just went right to sleep. Uh, it's the only, it's the only you know, possible explanation. The, the, Cronulla went from handling them quite well for 77 minutes... Yep. ...in defence... Yep. 
to Melbourne marching fucking 85 metres up the field within a set of six and spinning it wide and diving over untouched. Yep. H- how does that happen? That's West, that's West Tigers at, at, to the very a, core. And, and the Sharks just aren't where, you know, I just don't know if they're where they need to be for this end of the season. It's a fantastic improvement over previous seasons, mm. but I just don't know if they've got that extra level when it comes down to it. I think Gallon has. Oh, Gallon certainly I think does, Gallon but. definitely has, but it's a bit like the English thing. If he's not fucking state of origin game two, 2010 yeah. for the Sharks yeah. in the finals, I don't know that they can win. Yeah, but even if he is, I mean, you know, he's got to drag people like, you know, Pomeroy and Best along with him. <laughs> Robson. I mean, like just Gronks everywhere. So, you know. Yeah. So it, it's really going to come down to to Gallon and Smith to set the tone through the finals and, and Carney to really step up and deliver. And I think that's what it comes down to is for the Sharks. If that doesn't happen, I, I don't see him making much noise in the finals. Bemson Meister. Someone give Carney a beer. He's so boring now he doesn't drink. Cash <laughs> anonymous alcoholic. How many Monday night football games have finished like that this year? There's been some absolute great finishes. Yeah, I think that was the very first one of the season. Yeah, like, it's, it's yeah. a really great way to start and finish the year. Like they yeah. finished with, you know, some... You know, last second sort of victories. Um, South have had one. The Roosters have had one. Yep. And Melbourne's had one in this game. Uh, and there's been others as well. Yeah, so. yeah definitely. Uh, we got uh, Kerem Coran uh, came up. This was a classic tweet that happened before full time. When you have a team with three stars and a bunch of Gronks, the Gronks will fuck up. Hash fuck you cheats. Hash 40 nil. And uh, then <laughs> then he followed up with a tweet that I didn't actually include here later. It was just like, wow, okay. <laughs> That actually just happened. <laughs> that really happened. Uh, okay, Freak09. Ordinary game, extraordinary finish. Hashtag is inclined. I agree with that tweet 100%. Everything you said. Every character. Sotho Dan. I didn't see the game, but it sounds like Cronulla were out of the game for as long as the Tigers were in their game. About what three is seconds. It, what does it become about the Tigers? You you make a tart yourself with all this undefeated bullshit. Oh, look, Aussie to be honest, bullshit, all I only bullshit. carried on with that for 23 weeks. Exactly. But all the bullshit you carry on makes your target. That's all I'm saying. Alright, I'll take your point. Previews for the final round of the 2012 Telstra Premiership, round 26. And uh, given that we're recording this a uh, day later than usual, all the teams are in. The West Tigers have finally got their team in. I think probably about an hour ago. <laughs> Lunchtime... Exactly. Wednesday. And we kick off on Friday night football. The Newcastle Knights take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. So this is a game where, the corresponding game, I think it was last year, the Knights had the opportunity to um, prevent the South Sydney Rabbitohs from getting into the finals. And uh, they belted them to keep them out. Uh, yes. This is uh, not the same occasion, but they can keep them out of the top four with a, big, with a win. So... Um, with a big win, too. Old Boys Day. Newcastle never lose on Old Boys Day. They've never lost on Old Boys Day, have they? No. So, uh, I, I think the Knights might do it again. Well, you know, it's at Hunter Stadium. Uh, yeah, this will definitely test the medal of South Sydney Rabbitohs. I mean, we've kind of, uh, you know, I've never raided them at any stage during the season. I, th- I thought life. I was proven right over the, you know, with the way Manly dealt with them and um, a couple of games they had around there. Uh, they had a good win last week, but it was over the Eels, too, to be fair. So... This is a test. Are they finals quality? Are they top four quality? Or are they not? I think Knights will do it. Just the fact that it's Old Boys Day. Um, people like Willie Mason will rise to that sort of occasion. Yep. Uh, he I, I, he strikes me as a sort of character where that would sort of really strike a chord with him and, and he'd rise and, and play some of his best footy. And obviously, 
you know, guys at a good club and like Baderas, he knows what that means to, yep. to Newcastle to, as a club. So um, can't really bet against them, given the fact that they've performed every other time. Yeah. Couldn't yeah, really bet against exactly. them at this stage. But, you know, this is the test of the Rabbitohs. I mean, you know, come out and perform. Come and show that you were top four worthy side. Really, that's it a is, challenge. Yeah, it is a good challenge for him. Uh, Isaac Luke, he's on an extended, extended bench. I have heard that he will be playing this week, but he's not going to be starting. Mm. So I'd love to get the full story. I think what he had he had two incidents, didn't he? He had a dust-up with Geddes, I think, in training. Did he? And uh, and then something else happened, like maybe a, an alcohol-related incident or something. You know, alcohol when he you know, wasn't supposed to. I think yeah. maybe the team's given themselves, you know, placed themselves under a booze ban or something, and he might have had something to drink. And that's the thing. Maguire strikes me as the sort of guy that he he cares not for fucking reputations, man. He's he's there to do a job. Yep. Uh, and he knows how to get the best out of each individual player. And uh, regardless of, of whether another individual has more God-given talent than another, yep. He's um, you know, he's happy to to run with you know Pete's and those. Pete's has done a job. Yeah, you can't argue with the way he's played when when Luke was out suspended. Uh, so you know why wouldn't he run with him if if you know Luke's been a bit of a rock star about it? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Also on Friday night, Brisbane Broncos versus Penrith Panthers. This one's up at Suncorp. It is, is the uh, final game, well, final regular season game for Big Petro Sivanasiva. Uh, so there's going to be a bit of a thing there, you know, you're going to be able to get out on the field again, uh, as with uh, Lockie's farewell last yeah. year. Um, Brisbane, they need to win to secure themselves a spot in the finals. Penrith so, need to win to secure a spot for the West Tigers, should they beat Melbourne Storm. Yes, yes. I mean, yeah, a lot of ifs and buts in there. Um, the Broncos, I, uh, I guess their equation is that, um, you know, if they lose, they could finish as low as 12th. Yeah. If they win, they can finish as high as seventh. So uh, they basically need to, uh, you know, they need to win. And yeah, a loss keeps the door the door open there for the Tigers to get back in there at the expense of the Broncos. And um, then you know this this game is interesting in one sense is that if the Panthers can manage to flog the Broncos, then with for and against it's you know the Titans and the Knights and the Dragons and you know the Knights will kind of know how their game is going I guess at half time they'll have a picture of what's happening there mm. but um, especially the Titans and the Knights I think it brings them back in the mix I think the Dragons is still something real unrealistic like they need to beat the Eels by 50 or 60 on the the uh, the final game of the round to be any chance and but I think Ben Cray has to grow some testicles well yeah which yeah, you know goes without saying but this game let's just talk about this game in particular I was, I was just saying in general I was just saying it's got an effect on their finals campaign big occasion for Petro yeah that's the thing that's got me worried is that the Broncos generally do tend to uh, you know ramp things up a little bit and, it, and given it's against the Panthers mm-hmm. I, I think um, their last who was their last regular season it was Manly wasn't it was it Manly who Lockie's last game. Yes. It was. It was. And Manly won? No, Manly were depleted. Oh, that's right. I remember now, because we always win in Brisbane. You weren't singing that fucking stupid, pathetic fucking song. I think we were. Well. Still. Yeah. Because that you was actually... because you're fucking referential retards. We're not, we're, not talking, we're not talking about Manly anyway on this occasion. Oh, but wow. Yeah, that, but you're not talking about Manly. What a surprise. I was just saying, they do tend to rise to the occasion for uh, big games such as this to send, you know their great long-serving players out on high. In fact, actually, the way that game went against Manly, that was the game that actually... You just said we're me. not talking about Manly. Yeah, I decided to bring in. That was the game that convinced me we were going to win the Premiership last year. 
because the Broncos beat us by something six or eight or something, and we had all our players suspended from the rookie brawl, etc. I'm going to tip the Panthers because it works for the Tigers. I'm going to tip the Broncos. Because Although fuck I think the, the Broncos, I think the Broncos win. To you're, be honest, you're annoying Pratt, so the Broncos are going to win this game and handsomely. Cool. And um, basically, it's going to be a personal fuck you from uh, all 17 Broncos players straight to the Blakely household, particularly Glenn. Wow, why would they be doing that to Jackson? I said particularly Glenn. Yeah, I mean, why would they number, do it to the whole household? They're, they're, they're just num- to me. Their number one fan. Jackson, of course. He'll, he'll be, be also giving me the finger. He'll be giving you the finger. He'll be, he'll be the messenger. <laughs> he'll be the one charged with telling you, uh, dictating the message to you, Kitch. and also showing you the finger, finger motions that go with the message. Yeah. Okay. Enough of that kid already. Broncos 13 plus. Saturday, 5.30pm, the Gold Coast Titans take on the mighty Manly Ringer Sea Eagles. Titans, I think they've got a couple of people out in this game. That's the first thing. Uh, obviously, they have... Um, Get it, Gordon's there. Idris is still there. What are you worried about? They don't have uh, Ashley Harrison. No. Um, I heard that Caesar might have been in doubt, but he's been named. Um, you know, and, uh, and of course, uh, you know, Bailey, still Gonski. You ever lost to the Titans on the Gold Coast? Yes. You have? Yes. <sighs> One time. Shit side. Uh, I think Manly don't you, you don't you don't remember? You don't remember the, the, what yeah, happened? Yeah, I remember, mate. Yeah, buddy. It was, I'll tell you, I, I fucking nearly jumped the fence and punched oh, the referee in the yeah, face. Oh, yeah, I remember, buddy. That was another one of those cheating prick fucking Chechen instances. Yes. One of the things that made him the legendary cheating... Peep. ...that he is. And everyone now knows him as. I think Manly going to win. Manly 13 plus. Is Manly, be a I, don't, I don't think they'll... Just, I don't think they'll obliterate him. I think they'll do a similar thing to what they did to the Broncos. Just um, take control of the game... Ensure that you know the results safe, and then slip her into cruise control and yeah, take care and, of business. And the only real equation that uh, that we need to worry about is uh, I mean, top four. We're in the top four now. It's just a matter of whether we finish third or fourth. Uh, a loss could could see us as fifth. But if Souths get absolutely annihilated by uh, Newcastle, then you know a small win would see us uh, into third place, and a big win would you know I guess give us a you know. Give us a shot at a second. Oh, no, we don't have a shot at a second now after the Storm pulled that game out of the shit. So, yeah, at the end of the day, we just basically, you know, we could probably select our opponent on this game based on the winning margin and stuff. We go, well, do we feel like playing the Dogs in Sydney, which would be my preference? Uh, you know, he's back. Do we want to play Melbourne in Melbourne? Yeah. Wouldn't there be a lot of down. hype behind an Eagles-Dogs semi-final? Holy shit. Yeah, well, I mean, you think it'd happen. It's, it's, it's crazy that it'll happen so early in the process because I think, mm. you know, it'd be a great grand final or, you know, something like that. Yeah, I, I can't see anything but an Eagles victory as much as it pains me to admit it. Next game, West Tigers versus the Melbourne Storm. This one, it's got an air of like a, you know, dead man walking. It's got no Robbie Farrow in the side is what it hasn't got. It's got Chris Lawrence at uh, 5'8", which is uh, a little bit more sheenious. Spastic. Um... That's what I said. Remember, and remember what I said last week, no Robbie, no chance. Turns out that's exactly true, 100%. Um, Isn't it funny how things have turned around? Everyone thought well, Tigers don't have Benji Marshall, they can't win. Turns, yeah. turns out it's the Warrior. Yeah, Benji Marshall, not the world's best player, not even the West Tigers' best player. And the West Tigers are like, you know, the ninth best team. So, really, <laughs> when, you put it, when you lay it out that way, Farrah's not even that good either, but Benji's terrible. Uh, I think the result of this game will depend on uh, how the uh, Brisbane-Penrith game goes. I think if uh, if Penrith win and give the Tigers a shot at the top eight, I think the Tigers will lose comprehensively. <laughs> would, uh, if the Broncos win and the Tigers go, fuck it, let's play some footy, we'll be, win by 40. Yeah. Now, um, 
Now, I'm, I'm going to put it to you a, a little bit of a analogy okay. based on this season. Right. And I want the listeners to chime in on this because I know they'll have an opinion. Benji Marshall, I'm going to, I'm going to create, create a statement. And then you can tell me yes or no, or you know, agree or disagree. Disagree. <laughs> What's the statement? Benji Marshall is the Jamal Idris slash Chris Sando of his side. Strongly disagree. Overpaid. Strong, strongly disagree. Overpaid. Slash, I'll punch in the face if you finish. If Over, you finish what you're trying to say. Overpaid. Overhyped. And and I fucking warned you. And quite frankly, a liability. <laughs> How dare you, sir? How dare you? So yeah, um, you know, he's like the Chris Bailey, like Benji you know, Marshall, man of the match. We got rid of Chris Benji Bailey, Marshall, yeah. man of the match. Probably make a late charge at the Dally M while he's at it. Tigers by thirty, eighth spot, grand final. Here we come. Better get me some tickets, Tadpipe. None of that is going to happen. You're going to be crying into your fucking bourbon. Uh, probably on Friday probably, night. Probably, <laughs> yeah, probably on Friday night. Yeah, it's true. Um, and I think, it, you know, I've heard uh, whispers that the Storm may be resting some of their players, but they've named them all here. The Tuesday lineup's not really something, you know, we won't know until, you know, 6.30 on um, on Saturday night. But I'm thinking that it'd be stupid of Bellamy, a side that doesn't have momentum at the moment, that's barely got back winning form uh, after losing five or six games straight. I don't think he's this year's the year he's going to risk it and start resting players because when he does, they get an absolute ass whipping put on him. Mm. Uh, and so you know, if the Broncos were to lose, these aren't the days of uh, you know brown paper bags and yeah. boats and Harvey Norman vouchers. True. De- depth just isn't there. So Tigers thirteen plus, sorry Storm thirteen plus, unless uh, they rest players and you know results indicate that it doesn't matter if the Tigers win or not. That might ramp it down a little bit. Okay, next, the uh, the game on Saturday night, the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs taking on the Sydney Roosters. Uh, I think the Bulldogs will probably stop tanking and take out the Roosters comfortably. Big test for the Doggies. If they were tanking, if they, if they, were tanking, they should win this one comfortably, 13-plus. If they were literal, if they were genuinely ambushed by the Raiders, then, you know... I expect to be, see a few more uh, Mitchell Pearce backhanders to Anthony Minicello ceremonial tries. Ceremonial tries. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, gee, you know. They wouldn't disrespect the dogs like that, surely. Two packs of forwards, just like grub grub v grub. Yeah, there is... Well, well, there's a few in the Roosters. How many are... There's not many in the dogs. What are you talking about? Oh, well, I mean, I can see... I'm, oh, I'm, yes. I'm looking at a team with an extended bench up to number 20. So I'm seeing 20. Oh, no. <laughs> I oh, no, go 17 to 20, so I'm seeing 18. Jesus. Dead set grubs. That's, that's a harsh call, mate. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think the Bulldogs will win very, very easily. Agree. Agree. Moving on to another fairly important game in the scheme of things with these uh, little um, possible permutations of the eight. The Warriors versus Canberra Raiders. This one's at Mount Smart in Auckland. Doesn't seem to be a really great omen for the Warriors. I mean, losing at home is the thing they do as well. Fletter Bateo at 5-8. Yep. Peter Godnett in 7th. Uh, Peter Brad. Peter Brett, and uh, then you look at Maloney in 18, Sam Lousy 20. I mean, there must be some injury. There's some injury concerns there. I mean, Everyone's extended, been dropped. Yeah, everyone's been dropped, and those, that, and those who haven't been dropped must be half injured because there's, very good. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of guys on the bench there. Um, what happened to Fisiahi? Must be hurt again, is he? Can't get a be. run at fullback? Must be. Uh, and what happened to Slimeacle? Just didn't like him. I thought I heard he signed a contract with Union or something. So, 
you know, make of that what you will. Uh, Conrad Hurrell uh, starts. Uh, starts. Uh, Simon Mannering's back. Great, you two Gronks. Uh, it's a fucking week too late for my super coach side. And, um, yeah, you know what? Raiders got more to play for. Warriors got nothing to play for. Plus, they're getting rid of Maloney. And, I mean, you know, okay, Felitti Matteo, he, he, has, he has been the one constant, constant quality player, I think, this season for the yeah. Warriors. Uh, he's always... He, uh, he wouldn't be, He doesn't make a bad option at 5'8". Yeah. But certainly kicking game-wise, they do lose a lot from not having Johnson and, and Maloney there. Yeah, exactly. So Can the Raiders keep going? I think they've got a dip in them. I think the Warriors will want to make a statement at home and try and finish their season on a bit of a high. Uh, and I think the Raiders will go down yet again because it will help the Tigers. So if the Raiders lose... They have yes, to lose Tigers by score, have, and we have to win by score. Tigers, have, the Tigers have to win. They have to lose, and I think I think it's about I think it's uh, like a fourteen point thing. It's not too much, but yeah, you've got to win to get this to happen first. So they'll know what the, they'll know what the situation is by the time it all starts. By the time they, you know, the, the night before, they're going to know whether they need to win or lose. So, you know, I think they won't need to do anything, and they'll just do what they want. And if that's the case, maybe the Warriors can jag it. If they need to absolutely win it, then uh, they'll win it for sure. Okay, next game. What have we got? Cronulla Sutherland Sharks versus the North Queensland Cowboys at Toyota Stadium. This is the uh, three o'clock game. I'm going to uh, go out and, and say the Shark is going to have a big win here. I think get you know the Cowboys are a fantastic side until they hit Sydney. I find, generally speaking, yep. which is why they don't hold any fear for me uh, in, in in finals football. Unless you're playing at Dairy Farms, I don't think there's anything to worry about. Um, so, look, if Tigers do happen to slip into eighth spot, mm-hmm. I like the scenario of a top eight containing the Sharks and the Cowboys. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. We own both of those sides. And Manly, for that matter. Yeah, not so much Manly. Not as much as those two, but, you know, yeah. we've, we've had our wins. Except for those yeah. ones where I've made bets with you. And lost. <laughs> and lost. Free jersey, painted face, good times. Fucking hell, it's been costly. This show, I have to say. Yeah, we need to stop making stupid fucking bets. No way, never. I mean, How I mean, dare you? I mean, you've, you've lost your house and your dignity already. What else can I take from you? <laughs> Cronulla, 13 plus. Celebrating Cronulla Inc. $300 million redevelopment. Sharks 13. Sharks a lot of glad the, rap. Sharks don't have the attack to beat anybody 13 plus. That's one. Absolutely, they do. Oh, fuck. Do Please. And the Paul Gallon with a couple of pushover tries. Todd Carney with a couple of kicks to the wing. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Cowboys are going to win, uh, and you know it'll be a narrow one either way. There's no blowouts here, and now I say that, and the Cowboys will win by 100. <laughs> um, and the final game, it is uh, the substitute for Monday Night Foot Pitch. It's Sunday Night Foot Pitch. The Parramatta Eels versus St. George Illawarra Dragons. This one is at 6.30pm on Sunday night. This is the uh, game they've moved to ANZ Stadium, much to the chagrin of uh, Parramatta fans, who, for once I'm going to side with, who had bought, you know, members and uh, people who bought tickets, especially for the Luke Burt Hindy farewell. They'd announced it at Parramatta Stadium. People got on Ticketek. They bought plum tickets, you know, like sort of 40-metre line, 30-metre line, you know, five, six rows back. They shifted to ANZ. People who buy on Ticketek get the prime seats if and Dragon were... supporters, and these guys get stuck on the fucking 10-metre line out in the second tier. If, if these was two sides that were, you know high up in the top eight or even in the top eight and we're going to play finals football. I could understand them playing at ANZ. Yep. But at the end of the day, like, this I'd happened. like to, again, if if we don't see a crowd of thirty to 40,000, 
if there's no you know huge percentage increase in in the crowd over over what they would have got at Para Stadium, it just doesn't seem worth it to me. Yeah, no, I agree, and I think it was probably because the Parramatta uh, Stadium game sold out pretty quickly, and Dragons fans would have been bitching, oh, but you know, we got two guys, and it's their last game too. Guess you what? said good, goodbye to them last week. Exactly. What the fuck? Guess what? It's not your fucking home game. Who fucking cares about what you? You saying goodbye, like to what's his name? What are their names again? Two guys whose names I cannot remember: Ben Hornby, Dean Young, There's not a... John Farnham. You don't get to say goodbye fourteen times. No. There's that guy that called Robbie Farrow a fucking wog that time. Yeah, that's. That's Dean yeah, Young, mate. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I already said him. So. What I said. So, Dragons will win this game because the Eels are fucking hopeless. But. I think Hindy will go out a winner. Well, I mean, Hindy, Hindy he's always going to be a winner. He's a winner in my eyes. Exactly. He's a, he's a winner in football. I think he's going to be a winner on this scoreboard come Sunday evening. For his sake, I hope so because, I mean, the Dragons are essentially an evil side. Their players that are retiring are Gronks. And aren't fit to carry the bootlaces or the or the ass crack of uh, Nathan Hindmarsh. Wow. Amen. Harsh. Uh, Heine and Bert go out winners as other two blokes. Sayonara. I really, I really hope they do. Dragons, you had your farewell for your guys last week, and you had a fantastic win. Uh, unfortunately, now it's the Eels' turn. I want to see Heine go out and win. You know, given that. Um, you know, the way the year season's gone, I'm sure, Heine, you didn't want a spoon to end the season, so you don't always get what you want. That's exactly right. But, um, you know, I'm hoping, I'm pulling for the Eels on this one. Big game from my boy, Rennie Matua. That is full time for episode 102. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. Also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League, and the likes that we, we're going to make the thousand mark. I'm calling it. We jumped again like about 12 places last week. So we've got 986. Awesome. So we only need 14 more over the next like, you know, couple of weeks, over the finals and everything. We can do this. Do it this week, you know, so that we can set another goal for the finals. How about that? Yeah, 2,000 by the time the finals are out. Yeah, exactly. We get 14 this week, we can get up 1,000 in four weeks. So we 2,000. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that's not happening. No, it's not at all. iTunes had a couple of new reviews this week. We got one here by someone by the name of Shane Asper, and he said, "You make me, you really make me feel intelligent, especially when you talk." And you'd think this is a one-star review, but not five stars. Most guys think they have to have a cool podcast, but not you guys. Love it. Can't wait for a hundred more. Hashtags in decline. I don't like that guy's tone. No, he knows that's. Quite frankly, cool. he's sending mixed messages. He's, that's all I'm saying. And 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 I find his messages confusing. And we got it one makes from, me feel frustrated and alone. Going from uh, dollar dollar Jimmy Pop, dollar dollar the Jizness, five stars. As an Eels fan, it's been hard the last couple of years, but with the smooth sound of Nate and Glenn's voices and the laughs these guys have, it's put a hold on me slashing my wrist with a butter knife. Thank you, boys, for this awesome podcast and long live hashtags in decline. Maybe we should stop doing the podcast so there'd be one less para fan in the world. <laughs> I think there's something in that for all of us. Yes, tipping. But thank you for your review, sir. Tipping, I am uh, I'm charging up to the number thirty-nine now on the ladder. So I had a bit of a slide where I got down almost as low as fifty, but back up now thirty-nine and um, made up about ten spots in a week. Actually, how am I going? Not getting past Kyle. Sixty-seventh. Wow, that's a big charge. But but Kyle's forty-fourth. Can I just say? Yes. Kyle has uh, enlisted the uh, advice and expertise of one uh, Benjamin Grace mm-hmm. at. Tiger Benji, Tiger underscore Benji on Twitter. If you want to, uh, you know, 
call him a cock, which I do regularly. Um, because Ben is a uh, alcoholic. I don't know if you knew this. Drinks a lot of rum. I, th- I think he's a collector of the rum. He, collect- he collects it in his guts, is okay. what he does. Okay. 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 Um, Kyle's enlisted him. Because he, he's you're confident he's going to take out this tipping little race thing that we're having. He definitely is, actually. Yeah, so that, I okay. Yeah, I take the point. Let's not, let's not dwell on it. Okay. Now I'm apparently going to go buy him some Lockyer Special Edition bottle of rum. Can I just say, had the shoe been on the other foot, I can guarantee I would have ended up with some empty fucking Coke bottles full of stale tea and goat's piss (laughs) from Kyle, Mr. Fucking Big Spender himself. Yet, when Kyle wins, I've got to go buy some top shelf fucking limited edition bottle of rum. What a fucking hypocrite. Yeah. I don't think that's within the spirit of the competition, quite frankly. Well, I'll do what is required of me. I can just say, Kyle would have welched on the bet. He would have said, look, I wrote bourbon on it. Spelt incorrectly, no doubt, because he's a fucking illiterate moron. Yeah. So, yeah. You, Stale you, tea and gates piss. You've answered enough now? I have. I just don't know where I'm going to get one of these fucking bottles of rum. I'm going to have to break into Ben's house, through the hole in the wall that he punched. Lose with class. That's what I've always said about myself. Well, start living it. Uh, the last minute or so has contradicted that. Tipping's coming down to the wire, I mean, because, you know, when it comes down to the finals, there's just not as many games, so there's not as many points available. So, if, you know, if you can get up into contention now, you know, you've got a slight chance of, uh, I think the guys in the top five, the winner's going to come from that top five. And in number one, we have Whitey, who's had maintained the number one position by one point over its me cookie bra. And then we've got third, we've got Skinny. He's one point further behind, tied with Kylie M. And they're third and fourth. And then fifth, we've got David Tierney's back up into fifth spot. One point behind again, and tied with Todd H1987. So there we have it. We have six people uh, all tied, you know, on the amount of points for the top five. Keep trying to win it, kids, because there's a free bottle of stale tea and goat's piss coming your way if you take it out. No, that's not actually the case. And a signed picture of Nathan Gillis in the nude. Well, that's there, but the booze is—I mean—it's probably you know, like more like you know, this week in league product, you know, and a nude picture. Yeah, yeah, why not? Sweet. Can I take the photo? If you want. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> you get excited now. Yeah, okay, I don't want to stand up. I'll tip the desk over. Yeah, boy. Have to get the cold teaspoon for you. <laughs> fantasy. How did you go in the fantasy comps this week? Oh, uh, I lost. All done. Yeah. I won done two, except I was. I'm in the final of one though. I made the final one, Tard Cup. Did you? Who are you playing? Anyone that we know? Someone that gave me a shout-out on Twitter. I, I apologise. I, I fucking can't remember. Okay. I can't remember who it was. Someone that's going to fucking beat me Handling. resoundingly. Okay, cool. I, uh, I'm i done for the year two. I uh, had all, all of my comps bar one in the in the qualifiers. So the one you went, you went through literally undefeated? No, I didn't. I was no undefeated. No, I lost once. You, you, you didn't make the grand final? No, I went out in the prelim. Oh, wow. Oh, Hello. Hello, Canterbury Banks down in fantasy football. <laughs> what were the Canterbury Banks down? Well, I'd rather be the Canterbury Banks down in fantasy football, if that's the case. And then uh, one of these mighty people that came through uh, that, that defeated me, literally, that, I mean, I, I don't feel bad at all about losing that one. Well, because you fucking should, because you dominated all year and you fell apart. Well, no. I, West Tigers. I won, most, the, uh, I won most of the year. Oh, no, hey, you made the finals. I won straight through to the week. To, to the, I got the week off. I went, made it straight through to the, the last, second last game. But the guys that got through to the final... 
they're getting like fucking like well over 1300 at this stage of the season and I didn't even crack 1300 once all fucking year so I mean it's it's not like it was just like bad luck I mean like this yeah. I just didn't have a fucking chance and um but two comps where I lost by like I think 20 or 30 fucking Simon Mannering away from fucking getting in the grand final in those ones so thanks for nothing you fucking Kiwi moron um finally Jesus. shop grab some merch grab some merch look like a legend Get more women, if that's what you're after. Get more guys, if that's what you're after. Get more hermaphrodites, if that's what you're after. And or goats. And you know, and you know, this week in league shirt, as as a picture, as Matt McLeod sent us the photograph of his sister. What a fucking legend! Bronze medal, Olympic medalist, Olympic bronze medalist in the uh, in hockey at the recent London Olympics. Her sister Hannah. Sure, she's English. Wearing a This Week in League shirt with a bronze medal. I mean, which is just so apt because we're probably like the third best podcast. Fucking how dare you. (laughs) Fifth at best. (laughs) So yeah, um, you know, it's the podcast. It's the the podcast. uh, It's a shirt. Supported by Olympians. Exactly. Endorsed by Olympic champions. Podium finishes at the Olympics. (laughs) What a legend though. Yeah, total legend. Sure, she's... Like, hasn't got better stuff to do with the time than entertaining our fucking, please wear our shirt whilst you're wearing your fucking medal. <laughs> yeah, and, and look at her face, you know, it says she's absolutely thrilled to be doing it. <laughs> yeah, I was about to bust into an accent, but I can't do it because I'm laughing too much. And I don't want to insult the poor lady because yeah. she's an Olympian and I'm not. Yeah. And she's yeah. worked really hard at stuff that I'm yeah. not prepared to work hard and, for. And achieved something with her life. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Sweet. Tiger's lost. And now this. Thank you very much. Yeah, so that's all we got time for this week. See you next week. See ya. Maybe. If I don't kill myself. Oh, can I just say? Yeah. Uh, Tiger's in decline. If you, yeah, hashtag is in decline. And also, uh, if you find yourself listening to the podcast and uh, counting the amount of times that I yawn during yeah. a show, yeah. you're a cock. The end. You wish nothing but the worst of life, of life that life can provide them. He's already a Penrith fan. What are you going to do? True. All right, see you next week. Bye.